everybody, and welcome to Fan with the Fanbyte Podcast. It is November 12th, 2019, and we are coming at you live from parts unknown because <laughs> I don't have time to list them all off. I am Steven Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com. I am joined today by Nikki Grayson. Hello. Hi. Merrick Kay. Hey, what's up? Not much. Danielle Riendo. Hey, hey. Great to hear from all of you again. Uh, we definitely haven't um, been talking for the you know like eight combined hours together on a podcast recently for <laughs> other reasons. It's definitely the first time we've we've spoken to each other on a recording since last Tuesday. Uh, so it's good to finally be able to meet you all again. How has your weekends been? Has multiple weekend weekends multiple? Uh, let's start with Danielle. Oh well, I just had a a barn burner of a weekend, Stephen. I oh, really? I had so much weekend. I just I trained like five hours of grappling. Oh. I did so many rounds that I started like blending them together in my head. Like, oh, what happened in this round? I don't know. My my <laughs> my foot almost got ripped off, and then you know. Ooh. Yeah. That's, Wait. What? That's, Sorry. Hey, toe holds. Toe holds hurt a lot. A toe hold mm-hmm. is. Uh, when they uh, sort of have full control over your leg and they like bend your foot in a way that hurts a lot, that uh-huh. happened. That happened to me this weekend. And and you do this on purpose. Yeah, you, I you have bruises like all over my neck, all over my face. I look like a mess. It's great. It's really good. That's fantastic. Welcome to, to hear <laughs> welcome to fun times with my weird sport. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like a, a just wow. a joyous time. It sounds like you're having enough fun for all of us, though, so I'll just let you do that, and I won't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Merritt, I saw a picture of that you retweeted that seemed like you were having a very fun time in that article. Uh, oh. How, <laughs> <laughs> how was your weekend? Uh, I mean, it was good. Yeah, I went to a party that was... I don't know. I mean, it was a fun party, <laughs> and it was a good book. My girlfriend's, uh, my lady friend's book came out, and um, it was good. I think party reporting is a really weird genre because it seems designed to make people mad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I feel like when you're there, it's like, yeah, this is a good party. I'm having fun. And then, like, the way that people write about things, it makes it sound like it's, like... I don't know, like some kind of other planet. And maybe to some people it is, but I had a, a good time. So like just weaponized FOMO at a certain point. It's just people like, you're not having as much fun as these people. Shouldn't you be mad yeah. at that? And I've seen some people, you know, talking about that piece and being like, wow, I have, I don't have any fun. I just sit at home like uh, baking things and stuff. And I'm like, that sounds great to me. Honestly. Too. Like, honestly, <laughs> I contain multitudes because the rest of the weekend I spent at home um, and I... Got a switch light, yeah, which is is cool. Um, got the turquoise. Got the turquoise. Maybe going to talk about that more later. Um, watched a movie with Danielle. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, what you guys watch? Yeah. Um, what did we watch? Knife plus heart. <laughs> Knife plus good. heart. Very good <laughs> film. Uh, visually striking. Kind of a uh, kind of like a neo giallo. Uh, yeah. Sort of thing, kind of like a neo gay giallo. Mm, okay, um, which means it was like pink and blue instead of literally yellow, but also yeah. that worked super well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, I started playing Death Stranding finally. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. We're definitely going to talk about that here pretty soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah. No, uh, that's me. Before we get to that, let's check in with Nikki Grace and see what he's up to. Been up to. Um. I went to a beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Good. 
that city it's so bo- it's so boring <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like there's there's a speed to which say i can appreciate say, the speed of san diego which is to say that no one there can be bothered to give a fuck about any singular thing mm. So everyone's just really like, eh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> about basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I, it was, I will say it was kind of nice to be in a place and surrounded by people who were extremely not online and did not care about oh, any of the sh- things that were happening online. Sure. Um, that was good. But then also it was like, I would, it's so boring. But yeah. it was good. We had a good weekend, I guess. Danielle, do you happen to remember off the top of your head, is is it San Diego that's the garbage dump in Blade Runner 2049, one of your games, or games, movies of the decade? <laughs> I is that did. San Diego or is that Santa Monica? Uh, that's a really good question. I actually don't remember. And I've seen that movie like five times at this point, too. Like Santa Monica Blade Runner. I'm just trying to remember because I remember it being like a huge dunk on that whatever neighborhood it is. Or city it was in that movie. It's a big old dunk. Uh, it's where he flies, and it's where you know the the dude is has like a child labor camp looking through computer parts and stuff like that. That's right. It's a. It's like yeah. They like sell children to rich people to be their like adopted kids. Yes. That's a good movie. That it movie is. has a lot of problems, but what a that's a hell of a film as I was reminded by reading Danielle's uh favorite franchise movies of the decade and Danielle's non-favorite fran- <laughs> not favorite non-franchise <laughs> movies of the decade. Now you didn't make a list of all the movies that you hate from the past 10 years. I mean, not I, a thing I that could have, but but that wouldn't have been fun cuz that would be like only no. hate mail, you know, right. instead of like, oh, right on. Hey, you pick some good movies even though like yeah, yeah. the funny thing is I Fewer people have sent me, like, hate mail over that, and more people are like, hey, you're speaking in truth to power. I think, yeah. like, my actual, like, closest friends, like, my, uh, my, like, sparring partners at the gym, they're the ones who are having the most problems with my list, as opposed to people oh, really? on the internet, and I'm like, what is this world? <laughs> what is this bizarro <laughs> universe happening? But yeah, I, is I a fun. place of positivity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of our readers uh, are just super nice and never say anything mean to us uh, ever about anything we've ever written. That's canon. And uh, I love if it. you do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you do send us anything negative, we're just not going to see it. We don't see we don't see anger. Uh, we a, yeah, we have a very good email filter. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> the like the algorithm on this thing is fucking fantastic. You've never seen anything like it. it makes Jack Dorsey sad. what did you do steven i did well so i am somewhat recently single again uh and what i ended up doing uh is what i've been doing basically for the past several weekends which is i played a ton of video games i didn't leave the apartment Mm. very much uh i beat i beat three different video games three singular video games three video games three video (laughs) games is uh, three video James Deans uh, went down my, my <laughs> brain gullet. I, I beat uh, Disco Elysium. I beat Ashen, which is a game that I thought came out this year, but it turns out actually came out late, late, late Oops. last year. Oopsies. Uh, so, mm. Oops, all 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably, it's not eligible for what I'm going to consider my game of the year list this year, as a matter of fact, and it's probably on my game of the year list from last year, too, and I just totally forgot about it, because we live in a world where time dilation is real, and, uh, nothing, time has no meaning anymore, and then what else did I beat? I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses, as well, um, finally. Oh, wow. Yeah. God damn. 
I realized, uh, so I went online and looked up how many chapters I had left, and apparently Black Eagles has fewer chapters than the other houses do. Yeah, um, I saw that. I think there's like some kind of people were like asking like, hey, could you add some more in DLC? That would be great. I bet they will. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that because based on well maybe and maybe this is actually just because of the way that that game is structured where you get different information based on what playthrough you do. But in the Black Eagles route, I definitely got some information that was incredibly like, "Oh, wow, this recontextualizes a lot." And then there was a lot of other stuff in that uh by the end of that game that was just very much and then in the epilogue, they went off and fought this other faction. The end. You never get to see any of that. <laughs> uh, okay, but it's not even you get different information. It's like different things happen. And right. characters characters are different and act differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dimitri doesn't have an eye patch in my, in my universe. Right. In timeline. And uh, can I tell you what happened to... What's her name again? The one that everyone loves? Uh, Edelgard? Edelgard? The, the leader of the Black yeah. Eagles? Yeah. Um... It's been long enough. The statute of limitations is over, it's but pretty, fa- yeah. fast forward a few minutes if you don't want to hear. De- uh, if I had time uh, to beat it, then yeah. we all had time to beat it. Uh, in my Blue Eagles run, Edelgard starts sending like cursed demon monsters after you. Huh. And uh, I understand she doesn't use those units in um, the the black. The black, uh, black I, I said I said blue eagles. I mean uh, blue lions. It, and then so also, she turns herself into a big demon monster. Hmm. Ooh. So, hmm. Do you want to hear a spoiler from the ending that I saw this weekend? Sure. Uh, in my playthrough, Dimitri's crew does that. Um, Dimitri doesn't do it himself, but Dudu is like. You know, my lord, you know, I, for you, I would do anything. And so he reveals that he has been secretly giving those, like, mutant stones to the, the soldiers without Dimitri's knowledge, turns everybody into monsters, and then they come after you in, like, the, the second to final battle of that game. Wow. And then Dudu turns himself into a monster, and, and, uh, you kill him. <laughs> I yeah. kill him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So no matter no matter how you play, you're always the good guy. Video games. Uh, yeah, I... You know, if I were going to replay that game, I think I would do a Golden Deer route, mm. just because apparently that one is like all about actually learning like what the fuck is happening. Interesting. Um, because the the Blue Lions is like about characters. Black Eagles is like I think it's like the supposed to be like the high difficulty, like tactical one. Yeah, I would I would say then, yeah, it gets hard towards the end. And then the Golden Lions is like, oh, do you want to know what's happening in the video game that you're playing? Do you want to know who those who Slither in the Dark are? Yes. Um, so that's well, you won't, yeah. you won't unless you play the Golden Lions. So or the Golden Deer. You know, they're all animals. <laughs> all an animal and a color. The Green Rangers, uh, the Megazords, the Zordons, Zord- Zordons. Damn it. Remember uh, that episode of Power Rangers where all the Red Rangers got together and they fought on the moon for I, some reason? I do remember yes. that episode of Power Rangers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. We haven't had... This country has not had a moment of togetherness quite like <laughs> episode of Power Rangers. That's what Death Stranding is about. Yeah. <laughs> Death Stranding is like the president who is your mom is like, we really need to do another Power Rangers thing. <laughs> And then Mads Mikkelsen is like, yeah, it's going to happen on the moon, too, this time. Straight up, again. Weird. Uh, Boy, so 
I don't know. Uh, so I did share something in Discord right now. There was a thing that we were talking about before this episode began uh, that we did that we wanted to definitely save, and it's one of the most important cultural things going on in uh, the world right now. And it is related to Sonic, but not related to Sonic the way you might think. <laughs> it is the Japanese Sonic Adventure commercial uh-huh. where Sonic mm-hmm. fucking dies. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh no! It's thirty. There is Sonic. It's, it's thirty oh. seconds long. Do we oh. want to watch it together? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. I started watching it already. I also started, but I'll go back. I've already seen it, so I already. I, have I, am I the only one going? <laughs> I know. Fresh? Just watch it real quick. Okay, let's just all watch it. I'm just hitting play. Wait. Wow. Wait. Wow. Oh no, Sonic. Oh, Sonic. Sonic. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, What's going? <laughs> Sonic fucking dying. <laughs> to anybody out there who wants to see this, um, it is just look for <laughs> Japanese Sonic Adventure Commercial Two. <laughs> just oh screaming oh over God. and over again. Oh, and then he gets eaten, and then oh, he does dang. get eaten. Yeah, he falls off a cliff and then gets eaten by an alligator. This is so. This this video is very old, so the resolution is not crazy high. Do you guys think that that is a real alligator, like a trained alligator? Is that like a puppy? I need to see it again. Let me let me see. Uh, I'm going back to the evidence. It is hard to tell. Timestamp twenty six seconds. Yeah, it doesn't. No, the way it's moving. No, I think this is. I think it's just an alligator's head on his yeah, stick. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. From yeah. off yeah. frame. Yeah, from look from at the Metal Gear because look at look at the look at the mouth at twenty five. The open mouth. It's just a Wait, piece of wood. No, there's a really weird cut. Actually, yeah, there is actually mm. at like twenty five. Oh, like it, it goes from a close up to like of the alligator biting to like it biting again, oh, wow. but then yeah. it zoomed out. This is speaking of weird. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, speaking of weird cuts. Yeah, speaking of weird <laughs> cuts. Do you guys want to watch another video? <laughs> Yes. Oh my god! Think about, like, so this one, <laughs> we're starting the new segment early this week. Uh, Disney Plus launched this is great today. audio. <laughs> this is great radio. Uh, if people, if you know, if if everything breaks and we have to go to the backup recording, people have heard the the file playing on my computer here a couple of times now already. So see, perfect. That's basically Good. the same. Um, great. Disney Plus came out today. Um, oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's been, you know, some there's been some talk about all the all the great value, all the great content, all the new shows. The Mandalorian's very hot right now. Werner Herzog is in it. Uh, High School Musical, the series. Uh, you know, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series, which we will talk about oh, when no. we get to my segment. Okay, but it is crucially High School Musical, the musical, the series. And, well, sorry, what were you saying, Danielle? I just I can't even with this shit. What is this mm-hmm. McClunky? What the fuck oh, is so, this shit? Okay, so the 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 big reveal, and this has since been explained that this was a change that George Lucas made for the Blu-ray version of this before Disney uh, bought out. On Star Wars. his way, on his way out the fucking door, right. he was like, "How can you I?" You know that he loved burning I... down buildings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he tossed a Molotov cocktail over his shoulder and did not look back as he turned around. Uh, so in in this new thing, people have pointed out, I think rightfully so, that in the new cu- cut available on Disney Plus for Star Wars: A New Hope, the, the iconic scene of uh, Greedo and Han Solo standing next to each sitting next to each other, where uh, you know, depending on what version you're seeing, someone shoots someone else, and then somebody else shoots again. <laughs> um, there is now a cut in that scene where it just cuts to a close-up shot of Greedo's face, and he says "McClunky" with no subtitles. <laughs> there is no subtitles. Yeah, there's no subtitle. 
This is an important. Mark-o-kay. No, this is an important cultural. <laughs> Markonkey. Um, Good. Now wait, I, we all, we've all seen that one. Yes. But- have you seen the one that I linked in the Discord? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, extremely yeah. good. Okay. The, but Danielle? Of, Yoda's, of Yoda dying. Of Yoda me. dying and saying McClunky. Yoda dying and saying McClunky. Obi-Wan dying and saying McClunky. So uh, the, here's, the, here's the important thing here. There's the thing that I feel like not enough people... We are cracking the case on this one. Nikki brought yeah. this one to my attention, which is that McClunky is a red herring meant to distract from what is going on visually in this video. Because if you go to the video that Nikki shared with us, and you go to about 33 seconds in, it's right before... It's right as he's saying McClunky. Um, right after he says it. Just watch Harrison Ford's body move. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have this video? Okay, can wait. We, can we get so to hold on, I'm looking at Merritt's wall. linked video. Which which okay. one am, am, am I to look oh, at now? Here. Okay. Here, it's this one. No, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Great. Again, great audio. Great audio, perfect. <laughs> well, I'm going to embed this video in the uh, post on the website on fanbyte.com. Don't you don't you forget it. Go to this, yeah. go to fanbyte.com, go to this, this video, go to 33 seconds into this video file that Nikki was so kind to capture for us, uh, Disney Don't Sue Us. Um, Can you link it for for the olds yeah, in the group? Yeah, I just tried to. Okay, I just tried to. Wait, hold on, Steven, just cut this part out. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'll just replace it with McClunky. McClunky. Yeah, just, just single McClunky. Um, wait, what are you trying to say? Like, how does he move? I'm not look, seeing this. Uh, when when the shot happens, when when the when the bullet gets fired, look at Harrison Ford's body. Look at his oh, head so specifically. Good. Okay. Um, I mean, it mostly looks normal to me. Really? Does at it? thirty-three? Are you sure? Are, at, th- at, at about thir- right as the bullets are, or the blaster bolts are being fired. Wait, where is this? Is this in Slack? Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's about in Slack. 33? 33, 34 okay. seconds. Right. right oh, you're as the right. You're shots. right. <laughs> you're okay, this is a little more detailed right. than the one I was. Yeah, no, he stutters. <laughs> oh, really? Like, okay. like he stutters. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah, the one I was looking at was low rest, so I couldn't really tell. What is that? There are there are two bespoke movements that Harrison's body makes at the same time. <laughs> and, then, and then after the smoke clears, this is another part that I didn't see until Steven told me. But once the smoke clears, he's in a, just a different body position. <laughs> yes, it's like his entire. It's like. It's like it's like they stitched together two alternate timelines at one time, but also used like it's like it's like in a comic book where like uh, it's like in a, in a Garth Ennis comic book where it's like oh it's a superhero and he's got telekinesis powers and he just like forces some bad guy to be like snapped in half with his telekinesis powers and his neck twists in a way that it's not supposed to or something like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. this is an, an analogy that works for everybody. It looks like yeah, that yeah. is happening to Harrison Ford, but it looks, it's meant to look like he's dodging a blaster bolt, but his head just like is in one frame and then in a completely different frame <laughs> it's like four inches away yeah i know i want to i want a gif of this like this is, wait is, is that okay wait i have a question is yeah. that actually his body moving or is that like no kind of no weird? no it's they i'm pretty sure they just like they photoshopped his head they photoshopped his head they really did right his body slightly over and oh my god it's just fucked up it's just a short enough shot that they were like nobody's gonna notice this the internet never picks up on weird continuity errors (laughs) and things this is other people talking about this no i don't think so this is the first like nikki bringing it up to me was the first time i saw anybody point this out uh and yeah (laughs) because when when because Stephen was like, "Can you please pull the audio?" And I was like, "Yeah." 
And I missed it at first because I saw Harrison's body do the cursed thing. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) There's like a... And it's not even... The smoke... When the smoke happens, there's like a weird flash of white to to scene transition Harrison Ford. The smoke just kind of disappears. And then Harrison Ford's body is in a new position. He's in a different slouch. He's in a different slouch. It's bizarre. Do you know what I think this is? What's that? I think McClunky is a spell. And I think that he's McClunkied him to make him clunky and to move like (laughs) several inches within a frame. He's like Uh cursing you. He's McClunky and he clunks. But then he dies. It's a power word. Right. It is. Yes. Right. Right. This is Uh, a hex. This makes sense. Wow. I can't believe we're getting more and more lore about Greedo. (laughs) Right. <laughs> to this day, that that was always the intention. Actually, is like George Lucas was just always like, you know, we need to learn more about Greedo, and so the mm-hmm. only way we can do it is we need to fit it in, into that one scene that he's in, in the entire <laughs> franchise. We just need to keep expanding it to make Greedo the fleshed out character I always intended him to be. We uh, can definitely yeah, slow this down and do a frame by frame analysis later in life. I think right. that's a thing yeah, we can uh-huh. do. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's I. I promise I will share that file somehow in in the post yeah. on the website because well, people need we'll, to see it. We'll make a GIF. If not, you can always just I don't know subscribe to Disney Plus. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Find someone else who's subscribed to Disney Plus. Right. Get their password and right. then watch it. Yeah, yes. Disney uh, uh, has said that they do not care about that. Apparently, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, I think that's all I had for for dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> The dumb shit segment has concluded. <laughs> finally. We finally moved past that. Uh, the dumb shit segment, which is, uh, I will say, mm, the first year of fan fight's existence. <laughs> yeah. We've moved past it. Uh, well, no, we did some pretty dumb shit yesterday. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Nikki. Yesterday is being generous because we did tweet an infographic that just says video games. <laughs> Not four hours ago on the That's official true. account. Uh, and That's has a picture true. of it. It's an, an ongoing egg. phase. Right, it's a, you know, yeah. it's not a phase, mom. It's this is who we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, do we want to talk about games? Games. Yeah. All right. No, my, okay. <laughs> it sounded like nobody wanted to. So, all right, that's it. That's the podcast. No, yeah, let's do it. No, I. You know what? I love video games. Do you love video games? Do you want to talk about a video game that you've been playing, Nicholas? I would love to talk about a video game that I've been playing. Can you tell um, me about? Been... Uh huh. Super Hot VR. Let me tell you about Superhot VR, um, a game that, because of recency bias, might somehow be in my top five games of the year of Overlord 2019. Y'all, this game fucking rips. Uh It's so good. It's so good. Imagine Superhot, except all of the the red guys that you have to shoot and punch um, are in front of your body. Right. And when you get shot you think the bullet's real for about a half a second Mm -hmm. and you physically recoil because you think you're going to get hit by a real bullet. But Um, you don't. But you don't. Because it is is virtual reality. (laughs) Because it is is virtual reality. There, last week, uh, so I bought an an Oculus Quest because I made a mistake um, (laughs) and one-clicked it and then I was like, well, I can return it. Uh, and that's still my plan. Uh, but I, I, I did, I did one click it and got it and was like, all right, I'll fuck around with some of this stuff. Um, and it, there's a, in the second stage of super hot VR, well, super hot, there's a lot of tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you are moving around constantly. And 
I was always like, ah, uh, this VR stuff isn't really good enough to get me to forget that I'm playing a videos game. Um, I did reach over to try to like prop myself up on the table that I was looking at. Um, and then it turns out that the table that I was seeing in the headset wasn't actually in my house. So I did fall over. Oh no! Ooh, Nikki! <laughs> Which was just very good because the illusion was immediately shattered um, as my head hit the hardwood floor in my home. The illusion and also your femur. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very good. Um, I don't know. Those levels are so super hot already. The regular version has um, in, like impeccably designed stages. Um, there is something about the way that Superhot VR uses scale, like the like your actual human scale, right. um, and the placement of the enemies is always good enough to where if you forget the if you forget like if you either forget that there are people coming at you at all times, or you don't really get the lay of the land as early as you should, you will constantly be surprised regardless of how many times you've actually played that stage right um yeah. which i think is very very cool um especially in a thing as kind of small as super hot vr is um it's a pretty bite-sized little thing at the end of the day yeah, yeah. They, they don't have much much story i think that the it's it's less even a story and just more like tonal bits that they do in, in mm -hmm. super hot vr they do as one jeff gersman has pointed out they do the thing that you want them to they acknowledge yes. the thing that you would want to do or or want to have acknowledged in a vr video game where you have two guns uh, yes, and in fact, I think at one point they make you do it uh, because that yeah, do. A weird mind control thing. But yeah, it's it's extremely good. Mm. Um, I I have nothing really more or new to say about it. If you want to hear other people talk about it from when it came out last calendar year, well, um, Nikki, that game came out in 2016. What? <laughs> oh God! Well, uh, when it came out three years ago, <laughs> go do that, I guess. Um, I've also been playing Beat Saber, which oh, yeah. I just, I like, I really like rhythm games. I've always loved rhythm games, and I've been um, wanting to get into a rhythm game uh, for a minute now. I like, I just miss, I really liked Guitar Hero Live, and no one else did. Oh. Um, that game ruled. Uh, and I was like, I played it a bunch at my apartment my senior year, and then... Like, once I moved out of that place, basically just stopped playing any rhythm games. And now that I've gotten back into Beat Saber, my girlfriend and I are just playing it all the time. And that game is just really... It's, like, a really good rhythm game. I don't know. There are also ways uh, to get custom songs into it. Because the default music in Beat Saber, I will say, is bad. It's just not good. Um, the, the difficulty curve in most of the tracks is kind of ridiculous between normal hard and expert like that gulf is wild um <laughs> and there's no like the gulf is wild in different like radically different ways right uh so it's kind of like hard to learn i guess because like the the conceit is very simple you have two lightsabers and there are cubes that come at you, you have to swipe in the direction of the cubes um speaking of star but, wars yeah, yeah exactly that famous uh, scene where but, luke skywalker <laughs> cuts cubes <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I w getting into the custom songs. I legitimately think that there are some people working in this Beat Saber community who are like making custom songs who are doing it better than uh, 
Beat Saber, whoever makes this game, might be doing it in-house. <clears throat> yeah, Beat um, Games, I just looked up as the name, because I was curious. Yeah. When you mentioned that's that... A very, you know what? That's a good name for the studio that makes Beat Saber. I, I would put it up there with a harmonics. A, a yeah. That also make, like, makes games about harmony. Um, yeah, because uh, my... Well, my initial thought was like, oh, this is obviously made by the people who made Audio Surf, right? Because like it's got kind of a similar aesthetic, and the whole point of... like putting in your own songs or whatever, but it looks like they're not actually made by the same studio, which I guess is just me fucking that up, because this looks like their first game, actually. Um, well, they did make Game Tycoon in twenty in 2003. Oh, oh really? Wait, which one was that? Like Game, game Studio um, Tycoon, or whatever? Yeah. Is that the one where you start in a garage, and then you... Game Dev Tycoon? Yeah. No, it, the Wikipedia page just says Game Tycoon. Oh. Yeah, Game Game Dev Tycoon is by Greenheart. I was going to say maybe oh, yeah, so maybe cuz I feel like I feel like that game specifically got cloned a million times. Um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if that was maybe one of those. Um, cuz it doesn't yeah. If you go to their website, if you go to beatsaber.com and you click on Beat Games or whatever, they do not mention the existence of any other games that they have made. <laughs> that they've made. No, uh, if you um, click on it, it just brings you back to the homepage again. Uh, so maybe they're just trying to scrub that yeah, away. That makes sense. They would like you to uh, believe this is their first game. Yeah, there are. So the the other thing, like, I I really think that if I was not the type of person I was, um, I don't. I really, I very rarely am the type of person to like litigate how much a video game costs relative to the stuff that you can do mm-hmm. inside of it. But I think rhythm games are kind of different because they are so reliant on the actual songs that you can play in them. Because if those aren't good, it doesn't really matter how good the mechanics are. You're not going to want to play them if you don't think the songs are very good. Right, yeah. So the I personally, me, I don't think that the default songs are that great. There are also, also are not that many of them. I think there's like 20 songs total, which is what, like super low for a $30 game. <clears throat> But they have blessed blessed us all with multiple song packs. Uh, they just released one uh, where they partnered with Monster Cat, which I guess is just like a, I don't know, they're like a, well, a fucking record label, but for electronic music. They okay. do like the Rocket League soundtrack, too. I thought you were going to say he's the nemesis of Dead Mouse, but I guess not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Dead Mouse's murderer has been found. Um, but they do the music for Rocket League. That pack came out. There's also a Panic at the Disco track oh. track list, which doesn't have the songs that you would want from a Panic at the Disco set list. Um, there's an Imagine Dragons set list, which does have the Imagine Dragons <laughs> songs that everyone unfortunately knows. Um, and then what is the other one? Oh, there's two Monster Cat ones. And then there's like some other ones. But I don't know. If, if I was not the type of person I was who was... As soon as I got it, like, how do I get custom songs into this? I don't know if I would be able to endorse spending $30 on this game. Because it's kind of steep the way it exists. Right. Like, right out of the box. That is, as someone who has been dabbling with VR for a long time now, kind of the state of the game, or st- the state of that whole sub-industry at this point, is just, like, yeah. everything is way too much money for what it is, basically, because yeah. it has to be, because it's it's selling to, like, a, such a niche market. Um, and that makes a certain amount of sense. You, you know, 
th- that work has value. Like, all work has value. Video games, oh, for a- sure. as a whole, probably are way too cheap, is actually probably part of where we, like, why we have fallen into this weird microtransaction hellscape that we exist in now is because, like, mm-hmm. video games are, are sold for too cheap because it was kind of, like, determined at the beginning of, like, the, this era of video games, this console generation, that, like, the market would not allow games to be any more expensive than they are, but budgets kept blowing up and exploding and expanding and stuff like that, so you wind up in this situation. Uh, $30 doesn't seem too bad to me. I, I don't know if I would play it, because I'm just not a huge rhythm game person, but uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. You're not going and to also, keep the quest, though? Uh, probably not, no. Okay. It was too many dollars. Also, like, Facebook has <laughs> pictures of the inside of my house now. Oh. So, like... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Because it has cameras on the front of it. Yeah? So, like, you have to... When you stand up, and if you want to do room scale, you have to trace the inside of your room. Right. So, like, Mark, Mark just has pictures of my house now. Well, you know... He was going to get them one way or another. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was also... I also watched a basketball game with it. Uh, uh, so when you say a basketball game... Can you beat the basketball? Like in <laughs> VR? That would be so cool. They have a camera so, built into the basketball. <laughs> so they... It's called, I think it's like... I don't know. I think the company's called like Next VR or something. There's an app inside of the Oculus called the Oculus Venues. And it basically just has like a bunch of... Uh, there are a bunch of events that they have like... has partnered with oculus basically to put a 3d camera somewhere in the stadium so like next week or the week after that there's like hassan minhaj is having a is doing a stand-up set and that stand-up show will be inside of oculus venues um but there are also basketball games in there and they just put a 3d camera in some spots in the arena and then you watch the basketball game that's pretty cool yeah it's like it's like pretty good Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all it all it adds is that you can turn to your left or right, and there are people there. Oh, sure. That's what I love. Like the people, like the people who are seated next to That's the camera so in weird. that in that chair. Uh, you can see the other like fans at the game. It's and, and it's if like you look at the basketball court. There's basketball happening, and it's like <laughs> real photos of people. It's not a WWE 2K20 cardboard cut no, of no, human beings. No, no, no! It's like the actual people. Like they're they're live games. Wait, it's like the actual people in the arena. Oh, so, so the the Trailblazers played the Warriors last week, and they took the VR cameras, like the 3D cameras, to the stadium, sat them in chairs, and then <laughs> let everyone else in. And then you watch the basketball game like you're at the arena, man. So but somebody via was these picking their ass at like that. Yeah, probably exact moment. Yeah. And, like, you look mm-hmm, over mm-hmm, and you have Ass Picker McGee on your side uh-huh, in your jersey. Uh-huh, like, that's their name. That's the real experience of watching basketball. Do, yeah. But what's stopping people from just, like, staring directly at the 3D camera? Do you think they Nothing. have, like, a, an operator oh there that's just like, hey, don't look at the camera. Don't make eye contact with the camera. don't look directly at the camera. <laughs> it's Not like being on live TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a um, weird situation. Do you think? I wonder now. I, now I'm curious if like, did when you buy your ticket to the live game, is that like taken into consideration for like the for the price? Do you have to like sign a waiver or do you have to do like what? What's going on oh, with that? No, you all. The second you buy any ticket to anything, you sign away your your rights, <laughs> your whole last life, like all all almost all of your rights. But no, very specifically for NBA games and like for sporting events, mm. um, specifically you sign away your ability to not have your likeness used 
in like promotional material for the league or for the team or whatever. I mean, like, that, you immediately sign that away by buying the ticket. That doesn't surprise me too much. But again, I'm I'm just kind of like in this specific case when you have to be sitting right next to a camera like that, where, uh, where somebody else can yeah. look directly into your eyes, where where potentially <laughs> hundreds or thousands of people can be looking directly into your face, or you know, like, or again, like at, you know, Danielle was making a joke, but like, what if you do? What if you just like made weird rude gestures into the <laughs> camera uh, just to yeah. like you know because because it's not like you know live tv broadcasts where they can just like cut away from specific people or, or they're on a five second delay or whatever if it's like live games into the 3d camera or whatever they can't really stop that can they no it's very no facebook finally listen facebook mark was like can i create a reverse panopticon Right. And he spent all of his money trying to figure it out. And you know what? He did. Yeah. Well, that's, you know what? So fair. now he's got both. He has the regular Aspenopticon and the reverse one. So you know what? for Mark, I guess. Yeah. I was literally, yeah. You, you just, you just pointed out to me how this came to be, which is the fact that like we on this podcast just put more thought into this than anyone at Facebook has ever put into <laughs> like anything that has ever been put out by Facebook mm. after it hit the wild. Like they was like, oh, this yeah. is cool. Let's do it. And like, zero fucks were given to to, like how that would actually be in like incorporated into the real world or how people actually are so never mind you're right good good point yeah it's all bad danielle but then, I, oh sorry go ahead uh nikki i'm gonna no, come no, back because i am danielle and Merit both i want to come back to both of you because we're gonna i know we're gonna have a death stranding minute all of us together uh but I, so i want to get to danielle right now before we completely uh bulldoze this entire podcast with baby talk uh danielle <laughs> what have you been playing well, I think you all know I've been playing Outer Worlds again because I beat mm-hmm. that game. I beat that game. I beat a game, mm-hmm. which is good already. I mean, I beat games. I beat like let's call it half of the games that I start. I beat, which is pretty good That's for a, you know, yeah. uh, video games. However, not very often. Like every now and then, a game comes around where I'm like, I could do that again, and then I start up. At, you know, at some point. I actually did that with Neocab. I don't usually do it for narrative games. That's the thing. Uh, mm. or Unless they're an immersive sim, because of course, you know, how that works. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, beat the game, and I was so sad that I never found Ellie, the uh, hot butch paramedic slash pirate, who, you mm. know, clearly is my my calling. Like, I, I like to think if I was in this world, I would be that i i would be that i would aspire to that anyway yeah you went uh, to an nba game once uh five years ago they took your likeness and then they yeah. sold it to obsidian so that they could put you into a video game that's what happened you know i bought the tickets for my girlfriend at the time she's a big celtics fan i bought her a jersey <laughs> got her the ticket that's actually a true story but anyway i um i beat the game loved it and then immediately went back to a save around 16 hours into the game which is like a little more than halfway, uh, at yeah, least the way I played it. Sizable, uh, yeah. yeah, more or less. Uh, probably a little bit more than that, maybe. And then uh, I got Ellie. Whatever glitch or whatever prevented me from finding her in the first place was not present at this 16-hour mark. And uh, I have been playing the whole goddamn thing all over again with Ellie, but keeping her in my party so I get to hear all the cool thoughts that she has in her cool head. It's really fun. I'm, I like this game a lot more than I... I, I thought I was going to like it. I didn't know I was going to like it this much. So it's been uh, kind of a blast. It is a little annoying, though, because it's keeping me from playing too many other games. But I also right. have dipped into... Oh, boy. <clears throat> Mutazione? Mutazione? I think it's Mutazione. Yeah. Mutazione? Mutazione? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, that's, that is how you would... 
say it in Italian, I think, to be honest. Is it supposed to be Italian? But it, I don't think it is Italian because it's from, oh boy, Die Gut Fabrik. Oh my god. Die Gut. Mm. I think it is a. I'm pretty sure it's Mutazion. A Mutazion. Okay. All right. Mutazion. By an indie studio, Die Gut Fabrik. And it is a very. Co- I'm trying. It's a very. I do cool want to say that Dagut Fabric is, uh, according to their website, Acapura Games is a collective of indie game developers based in Los Angeles, California. What? Uh, I don't know what this. This is. game no, has like mind. has like a Yuri Euro Indiecade. Like, hey, this is a Euro Indiecade thing on oh, that's the. Interesting. Somewhere on it. Bit, <laughs> I played a little bit of this last night too, and my first thought was like, oh, this is like. Central American or South South American or something. No, they're they're no, they're from fucking uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, right? yes, that makes I'm sense. Thinking. that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a really oh, no, sorry, cool. sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Denmark. 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 Okay, Denmark. okay. Jesus. All right, Way so die gut fabrik must be a Danish thing uh, name. Yes. Okay, cool. It is, I believe, it means the good something fabric. The good fabric. <laughs> no, it's like the good make or something. Let's see, actually. Yeah, let's figure. Let's what does find fabric this out. mean in Danish? Material. The good factory. So they're basically oh. saying like, here's where you get the good shit at the good factory. I like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a cool game. I've only played about an hour, uh, but it's a really nice, very chill, very very pretty adventure game where you are a 15 year old girl named Kai, and you go on a boat and you go to an island where. Uh, it's not entirely clear exactly how long ago this happened, but a meteor crashed and people mutated, but it's not like a bad, scary thing. These are all like chill people. It's basically like very not Animal Crossing-y, but like a grown-up kind of version of oh, it's all just cool people in town. Most of them are pretty mutated, but they're they're pretty nice. Like there's like fish people and, and slightly more uh, like there's a jellyfish person and there's like other fishy people and other people who look like other animals. Uh, and your grandfather is dying. So it's like a little sad, yeah. uh, but you're there to kind of meet him and uh, spend some time with him. And he teaches you how to garden and uh, grow plants. So I, I like it a lot. I, I would like to finish it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a super long game, but yeah, I, I like its vibe. It's very, very pretty. Uh, it's very nice. It's very like heartfelt without being like, I don't know, you know, Saturday afternoon special about it. Yeah, it's not saccharine at (laughs) all. It's not, it's not, yeah, which I dig. So, yeah, hoping to finish that up for uh, goatee considerations, uh, which will happen Yeah, same, I actually booted it up. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) that's a whole other conversation that we need to have (laughs) soon about when we want to do that stuff. I played a little bit of this last night, too, actually. I played, like, way less than you, I think. I, I basically got to the part where you meet your grandfather and then uh, oh, gotcha. had to stop for the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I haven't even seen the gardening stuff that you and Merritt have both told me about, uh, which sounds actually super cool. But, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, this game has a really cool look and a cool vibe. I think, or I feel like, looking back on this year... A lot of people said that about this game, and then promptly stopped talking about it. I feel like this is one of the games. That, this, this is like one of the most like everybody like agrees that this game is kind of cool. Did anybody actually beat it? Nope. Like Ooh. I feel like it's one of those. Yeah. Like, no, I that. do need to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad timing. I think because like something dropped right after. Mm. Yeah, this and, was September, um, so it was in the middle of a lot of stuff. I think. Oh wow, is it that recent too? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do need to beat it though. It's probably only like five hours long too. Oh, it's nice. Not, it's oh, not sweet. bad. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's got a really cool. You, you describe the art style just for people who you know if they don't want to Google it. Um, it kind of everything looks like it's kind of made out of like interwoven cardboard or not cardboard, uh, uh, construction paper. Yeah, almost. I'd yeah. Say. Um, yeah, it has a cool look and, and yeah. I, really nice animation, I, I, I would yeah. say. Like, very, very expressive, uh, nice animation. I really like, again, because I can't really talk too much about, like, the later parts of the game, I really like the opening with Mai is the name of your main character and her mother. I think Kai, um, but yeah. Very Kai, Kai. Is yeah. Kai? Okay. Um, but I really like the stuff with, uh, her and her mother because it was just like immediately like her mother just sounded exactly like my mother Aww. where it's like this oh but like literally like to a line that she says where it's like uh she's like make sure that you packed whatever or something like that or no make make sure you call when you get that call me when you get there which is something i am uh very nearly 30 years old and my parents even in any time they hear that i am going on any kind of work trip whatsoever still ask me to try and call them when i get there uh <laughs> And then uh, when she, uh, when Kai balks at that, her mom is like, um, it's my job, which is like my mom's go-to yeah. fucking, like, don't criticize me for <laughs> my stuff. It's uh, very sweet, yeah. It's very sweet. I liked it a lot. So I, I'm going to continue with that as well. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk, did you have anything new to say about the, out- oh, sorry, Outer Wilds at all? I am you- still getting through it. My partner and I are, like, spending an hour a day-ish on it. Uh, we're getting there. It, it does feel like, man, some of those issues with the game and its sort of accessibility are getting in our way. We are getting to right. kind of some of those puzzles that are like, God. And I do think playing on a console is a little bit worse because there's no quick save. Mm. Uh, it, unless I don't know what it is. Like, I don't, I don't know that you can quick save on the PS4. So, like, we'll get to that point where... Okay, I'm better at this type of puzzle. I'm better at like first person navigation than she is, but she's way better at flying the ship. So we're we're really like handing it off like the controller, which is really fun and kind of awesome. It's like a it's like a really sweet relationship building <laughs> exercise actually for us. Um, but yeah, it, it is uh, it is getting to that point, and I'm like, game, come on! I just want to see your beautiful secrets. We yep. put in the work. Just just yep. show me your. Show me your beautiful secrets at this point. And we're getting there. We are getting to them. But it's like, this game is like 99% of a phenomenal, life-changing game. It just has those those tiny little elements that you wish kind of dropped into place a little bit more smoothly. But I'm, I'm still very much enjoying it for what it is. It's just uh, Eric Andre GIF let me in screaming at the gate. Yeah. It's like, show me. Uh, show me. Cool. Show me. Uh, I have plans to play that as well, so we'll maybe talk more about that in the future. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I am on record on this podcast as being 100% behind you on that sentiment about <laughs> the accessibility not being maybe as good as it could be. Yeah, yeah. Barrett! Hello? Do you want to talk about Death Stranding? Uh, yeah, I will say that I'm only about two hours in. Okay. But... but... So you've seen uh, one cutscene... <laughs> Uh, okay. I I really tried not to read anything about it going in, and I still haven't really read anything, but I was sort of like looking a couple things up last night because I was like, well, wait, what is the what is the birthday thing do? What does that mean? Um and uh Yeah, what does the yeah, birthday thing? Yeah, I don't do? know. Uh, I'm not really sure. It's something about you have more superpowers if you're born on a certain astrological yeah, sign. Yeah, there are, oh. yeah, it, you have more dooms abilities, is what the game tells you. You have but more dooms. Do- <laughs> right, but it doesn't, it doesn't tell you that 
until after you put your birthday in, which I yeah. think is very fun. You uh, you you get more copies of Doom, and um, okay, okay. To, to to attack, you kind of throw them. Um, oh yeah, this no. game's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was yeah. So I don't know if I picked the right birthday or not. Uh, I don't think it really matters, probably, but I have really fucking enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Like, nice. I've seen a few comments that are like, it's just a lot of walking, and like, the tra- traversal is so irritating. And like, within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, oh, this game is going to make it bad to walk. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, but that's the entire point, because um, for people who haven't played it yet, imagine like, imagine like an open world game like a third person open world game but you're constantly tripping everywhere um like <laughs> it's like the super smash brothers brawl of breath of the wild uh in yeah. that you just slip and trip constantly but like you're, you use shoulder buttons to like balance yourself and you have to keep your balance as you're carrying this like increasingly improbable stack of packages <laughs> on your back which it visually is incredible uh-huh. uh I don't know. I found the gameplay, the traversal, like, really fun. Like, especially when you, like, find a rope or a ladder and you're like, oh, thank God. Like, I can just climb up the side of this mountain. Um, And I don't have to worry about balancing all the shit. Because if you fall, you might break some of your packages. Uh, I will say the very first thing I did in that game, so it starts you off with, like, you crash your motorcycle and then you have to pick up all your packages. Also, it's raining and rain... uh, ages you if it touches you right so only when it's falling though when it hits the ground according to the lore it becomes regular water again so it's relativistic rain yeah um also i don't know why i don't know why people don't wear masks in this world and the only answer i can come up with like you have a hood but not a mask and the only answer i can come up with is that uh, they spent so much time getting Norman Reedus's face in the game <laughs> that if they put a mask on him, it would it would be like putting Oscar Isaac in blue face makeup. It just there would be no point. Yeah. Um, right. It's literally a thing that like if for the longest time, uh, one of the reasons like if you watch a lot of old superhero movies like pre MCU type stuff, like a lot of the times there's almost always a scene where a character gets their mask blown off or or something oh, like for some reason they have because the studio execs are like, well, we spent all this money on whatever the fuck, you know, like. Why would we wa- not want to have them, you know, in a mask or, or not in a mask? It's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Also, in this universe, people do wear masks. The main bad guy wears two masks at the same time. <laughs> if you watch also, the shows. Also, Die Hard Man wears a mask. Die That's Hard Man true. also does, yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, so you started off and the game's like, you got to pick up your packages. It's raining. Get into the cave. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> then I was like, I'm going to just like, just fuck, fuck you. I'm just going to jump off the fucking cliff and see what happens. And I was like expecting like a game over and start over. No, that's not what happens when you die in this game. Uh, Sam, Sam Porter Bridges is a repatriate, which means that he can't die. Uh, when he dies, his soul goes to this place the underwater. Seam? I think it's the that seam. Place yeah where you swim back to a strand and follow it back to your body and that's all well and good but what visually that means is that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you travel like through guts um and you travel like into your guts and Uh then come back out and like (laughs) then cough up a bunch of blood but uh (laughs) here's the thing about that uh later in the game when you die 
you go down in your guts, and then the BB is in there because he is pregnant, maybe? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, the BB is pregnant? No, Norman Reedus. Oh, okay. With, uh, he is with pregnant. The baby. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, he does have, like, cesarean section scars, so... Yep. Um, so does Mad Mickelson, which I have not gotten to the part of the game where they explain that yet. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, so there's the baby inside of him, and it looks at you. And they were making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. Um, no, but the baby looks at you, and then you go out the, the esophagus. And uh, But if you die before you get the baby, mm-hmm. there's a doll's head inside of Norman Reedus. Uh-huh. There's like a doll's head with holes in its skull no. and one broken eye. And it turns yeah. and looks at you, and I was screaming and was like, "Oh, Hideo Kojima didn't like that at all." No, no. He, he was he like, gets, "He was very mad." <laughs> he was pretty upset at me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I never want that to happen again." So I'm <laughs> going to play the game the way it's meant to be played. I'm so sorry, uh, but everything about it so far is like mesmerizing because it's not really like anything I've ever played, which is maybe kind of a trite thing to say, but the fact that it makes movement feel like an accomplishment, like there's friction to the world. And I think the reason that so many people have trouble with it is that open world games have really like since some of the earliest ones, the expectation has been that you'll have like unimpeded freedom of movement and that's really the fantasy of those games, right? Is that you can just walk anywhere or do anything, like climb anywhere. Right. And um, But there's no way to it, usually. You can jump up the side of a mountain in Skyrim. Like, uh, <laughs> and in this, like, just getting across, like, a mossy field can be a huge pain in the ass. And, like, I think that's a really cool idea. And it's also, like, once you get into the rhythm of it, it's pretty enjoyable to manage that. Yeah. And then... The acting so far is is great. Um, obviously, the story is like a little over the top, but Norman Reedus's acting is really enjoyable. Like, I never saw The Walking Dead, but I really like him in this. Mm. He is kind of like the stereotypical like gruff guy who wants to be <clears throat> left alone, but like right. his delivery is really on point. And there's kind of like a Keanu Reeves in the Matrix One sort of yeah. vibe that, where it's like. He's got like a very one note delivery to everything, but they just wrote a character where the specific delivery that he does makes perfect sense because he's like literally in this game got, I don't know if you've gotten this far or not, Merritt, if they've explained it yet, but he's basically got like a physical disease or, or like kind of a, a, a phobia, I guess, that like makes it so that if he like has contact with other human people, if they touch him, he like instantly bruises him. Like right, yes, yeah. So, like, he doesn't like people touching him, and everybody's constantly trying to shake his hand. Yeah! Oh my <laughs> god. It is, it is actually infuriating how quickly every single person Norman meets forgets. Yeah! He's, he's as soon as he meets Guillermo, what's his, is it? Is dead, Guillermo del Toro, Dead Man? Dead Man. Dead Man, Dead Man. As soon as he meets Dead Man, uh, Dead Man goes out to shake his hand, and he's like, no, please. And he's like, oh, okay. Literally two minutes later, he's like, all right, well, it was cool meeting you. And then turns yeah. his hand again. 
there, there is something there. I've seen other people say this kind of too, where like there, there is something there of like this kind of I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it and maybe be giving it too much credit. Maybe it's just ma- the game trying to beat over your head this idea that Norman Reedus can't touch people. But it's like there is something to it of like people being like, oh, you just need to toughen up and you know and like get over your weird thing or whatever. And he's just like, motherfucker, I have a, like a literal medical condition. You're right. I can get over it. I will die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like I, I can see. Like I need to play more of it before I really want to say more, but right. I can see this game being the target of like very easy criticism that I think is going to be very misplaced. Right? Like, oh, doesn't like there's not enough women or like blah blah blah, and like those all those things might be true, but I feel like what I've gotten so far is like actually like a pretty like emotionally interesting narrative with a character who like yeah is like a white man, but like is played by a good actor and like has this really interesting concept and also like might have had a baby. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm like in it to win it at this point. Um, and I really just got to dedicate a bunch of time to, uh, to playing through it. So I have played a little bit farther than I think anybody else in this. Nikki, how far did you get on this stream? Um, we got about two, I think Merritt, uh, John and I are about the same place. We got like two hours in. Okay, yeah, like I just, two, two I just, uh, I and I don't know. All this is, is spoilers for like the yeah. first two hours. I just, uh, I just burned my mother. Yep. And, yeah, uh, that does happen. Can we yeah. very quickly wait, wait, talk what? about? How- <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe okay, okay, Danielle. It's very simple. Okay. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother, who is the president, dies. Yeah, and she had cancer. Then. She had cancer yeah. and then she died. Okay. And in the world of Death Stranding, when people die, they necrotize, which means they will turn into a a bigotee and Basically then cause and then eat someone, which then causes a nuclear explosion. Okay. Um, okay. So okay. if that happens, if a BT appeared where there are people around, that would be bad. So there are these incinerators set up where you have to then transport your mother's body to an incinerator and burn it so that she doesn't become a ghost that will eat you and cause a nuclear explosion. Okay. And in the only way to transport your mother's body, because the incinerator is up in the hills, is to strap her to your back <laughs> and Strap walk. a big white body bag with a floppy yep. body in- on your back. <laughs> so this is the part that makes no sense to me. <laughs> It's okay. so unbelievably inefficient on Norman's part. He is a courier by training and by trade. Uh-huh. And his solution to packing his mother into the incinerator is to just put her on his back in a chair and then just leaves the legs dangling to flop around everywhere and yeah. to create a lower center of gravity when instead he could have just bent her legs take them around the base of the chair and then he wouldn't have had to worry about the dangling oh, part that no. lowers the center of gravity. I do love this uh. version where, Nikki, where you and John were like, yeah, this isn't very dignified that they carry her this way and that your solution is like, what if they just like rolled her up into a ball? <laughs> into like a corkscrew? <laughs> uh, There's gotta be a better way. So, as somebody who professionally oh moves around sick people and occasionally bodies, um, I have to I have to say, uh, wouldn't it make sense to have incinerators at all the hospitals? Oh, so, okay. Uh, Yeah, Stephen, explain. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, You can't have 
that because in this world, uh, so the, the the I don't think we've really set up the basic premise here. Is basically the world has ended more or less as we know it because the because world- ghosts appeared and ate people, and those people exploded, then turned into more ghosts who ate other people who also exploded. So this is the right. end of Evangelion, is what happened. It's not. It's not far off. It's not not far off. (laughs) It's not not Evangelion. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, ACL is just, or or whatever it's called, the the NCL, the 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 goo at the end of Evangelion is just the Jello that everybody turns into. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers for Evangelion (laughs) and Death Stranding. Uh, if you've seen Evangelion, it's just one huge spoiler for Death Stranding, actually. So just like you know, you you know, you've already been spoiled. All right. Uh, uh, So no. So. The, the world of the dead, which I think they call the beach, it's not super clear to me yet, uh, it has merged with the land of the living. That's why there's ghosts, and okay. the ghosts blow up. Um, but as a result of that world being connected or whatever, they are also able to like reach into the land of the dead and basically mine this material called chirillium. Uh, okay. Which is this kind of like gold crystal uh, that dissolves into black goo in its unrefined form, uh, and that's basically what everything in this world is made out of at this point. Because they realized, like, oh shit, this stuff is like you can three D print like complex machines out of this stuff, and it works perfectly. Um, wow. And so, like every and that's they, they make holograms out of it, like solid holograms, and it's actually like a really cool. I, for, I forget who it was, or some developer that was like pointing out uh, indie developer out there who was pointing out that this is such like a neat little um, narrative trick to this game, which is that like with these chirograms, they call them um, characters who are on the other side of the planet can like you know basically uh, Skype call you in your like private room uh, with a hologram that is physical and can touch you or whatever. Um, and so everybody can be in scenes together. You don't have to basically just always be on codecs. You know, it's basically kind of getting past yeah. like codec call okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but what happens with this Kyrillium stuff is it comes out of people's bodies because everybody is basically infected with it, infested with it because of uh, their connection to the world of the dead and everything like that, and because it's everywhere. Uh, so when you die and they burn you, this chir- this unrefined chirellium goes up into the air. So all the incinerators are built on like mountaintops where the basically the chirellium pollution just goes up above everybody. Okay. Okay. So it's you know it's and thus the, the uh, problem was solved once and for all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clearly I, nothing right. bad is coming of this. Now I'm thinking he could have just had like one of those salmon fish tube solution kind of dealios. <laughs> That would have been cool. That would have saved a lot of trouble in this game. If you could just put a corpse in a bu- in like a tube you know? and it just gets fired up into it, that would be great. That would be great, right? Uh, just putting like fucking sci-fi Hillary Clinton's body into a pneumatic tube, <laughs> right into a fire. Why not? You could have a little ceremony. You know, you could incorporate uh, and, uh, the boosh of the of the tube, and, and you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh. It's you know yeah. it, it's a uh, and then also yeah the your mom who is the president is like Sam we have to rebuild America and then a man in a mask whose name is is a uh, diehard man is like mm-hmm. Sam we have to rebuild America that was your mother's <laughs> dream and your sister has been kidnapped by homo demons on the other side of the country oh no not but the homo demons demons we have to rescue her and she's the president now and. Uh, <laughs> So you have to go set up the internet, basically. Yep. You have to rebuild the internet <laughs> and then rescue your sister to re to reboot America. Right. Uh, and then I bet, though, I bet there's going to be some kind of twist where people are like, actually, America's the fucked. Bad. America. <laughs> well, Sam actually does say the internet's bad at one point. Like, because right. they're like, oh, we built all these terminals, but we haven't linked them yet. We need you to get them online. And Sam's just like, 
you know, we did this once before. Like we had the internet. <laughs> it didn't make everyone come together. Like so that's uh, for the record. That is kind of the like whole premise of this game. Once you get past that initial stuff, is that you are your sister or whoever she is. It's not super clear to me yet, but I think. She, but she is also voiced by the same woman who voices your mom. Which is oh no! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, a, it's like the Quiet Man. Hideo was, Hideo <laughs> saw the Quiet Man and was like, "Oh, this is a thing I can put in a video game." Uh-huh. And then he did it. Come yep. on, boy! Uh, it's like they. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Chase your dreams. Um, yeah, because they went across from the... So you're going from east to west in this game, uh, like, connecting terminal from terminal to terminal to terminal in this kind of, like, spider web. Literally, the icon uh, for the United States in this time period is a, a picture of, like, the continental uh, U.S., but with a big giant spider web pattern over it. <laughs> it st- looks like Spider-Man is the president. Like Sp- yeah. <laughs> yeah, the United States is Spider-Man. Um... <laughs> and um but yeah she did this i forget her name um whatever strand strand her name is strand her name is strand <laughs> yeah well what? so is yours maybe it's not yeah totally your name clear. is strand too your, then your you name became... might be samantha strand samantha america strand no, yeah that is that is i think your name but yeah. also but also your name is sam porter bridges yep and that's okay not wait wait a second wait a second uh-huh <sighs> There Wait, is I think so I much. Sisters. No, the sister's name is America. <laughs> no, it's Wait, not. Wait, Amelie? Amelie That's, no, her name is Amelie. Yeah, yeah her yeah, name is Amelie. Amelie. Okay. Yes, whatever she is. Um, um, Amelie? Amelie. Uh, Amelie? Great film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not our bit. We, we can't, love do podcasts. Um, can't do it. We can't do it. But uh, wait a second. I'm like detecting, and I think actually I saw people talking about this like a week ago, so I'm probably late to the discourse because I don't read anything. Um, but is there going to be something where your character is uh, like, let's look at the, his, his name is possibly Samantha America mm-hmm. Strand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, C-section scars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Chain changed name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes uh, yes uh, we were talking about this in slack a few di- uh like a yeah. few days ago that's gonna be interesting god if you thought the discourse was bad when hideo kojima said that uh space ghosts made people asexual <laughs> uh yeah in, I don't in know. the 21st century more and more people began sucking dicks not because they were gay, but because of the space demons. Uh-huh. They became known as homo demons. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Hideo Kojima, you know, people can grow and change. My understanding is that the, the some of the... Like, I've heard a lot of people say that basically the women characters in, in Death Stranding are handled better than uh, the ones in Metal Gear Solid, which is not a fucking high bar to clear in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. But, you know, I will say that, like, you know, a lot of the characters, you know, some of the queer characters in, in previous Hideo Kojima games have been, like, handled, I think, pretty much fine. Like, you know, except for the fact. Uh, it, it, I will say most of them die. But then again, so do most characters in Metal Gear Solid. Pretty much yet. everyone dies. Right. Um, you know, but, Wasn't like, there the a boss, super it, queer lady who, like, falls in love with the boss because he's the boss? Is that a thing? happened in one of those well, games dr strangelove was a woman was yes a, was a bisexual woman who fell in love with the boss but the boss is a woman too yeah uh and then she married um Otacon's i'm thinking of dad. something else sorry that went bad 
I'm not, I'm yeah, not good. Know. I'm not good at the Kojima lore personally, so I will I will shut up. No one is. <laughs> oh, just watch that just donkey watch video. that donkey video. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I watch the donkey, donkey video. video. There you go. It explains it all very clearly. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, uh-huh. So I I don't know. I I hope it would I doubt. Well, here's the thing. I doubt it's even going to turn out that, like, you know, uh, Norma Reedus' no. character is trans. Like, this is not going to be what's going to happen because, come on. Uh, if it does happen, though, I would still be interested to hear about it. I feel like we would have heard exactly. about it by now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have mentioned it. Somebody would not have, especially in the circles we run in, somebody would have spilled the beans on this one way too uh, long ago at this point for us not to have heard. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, but to to circle back on like the gameplay stuff, like I actually one hundred percent agree with you, Merritt. I like I find like that whole building the entire game out of like adding friction to the movement and stuff like that, like basically making like quap but actually playable. Is, yeah, is actually super interesting to me and super fun in this kind of like meditative way. Um, and a lot of the like you said, I think like you know, there's a lot of like kind of. Mm, cheap is maybe a, a a strong word because like Hideo Kojima is like a very uh, celebrated uh, creator and stuff like that and probably has a lot more money than I do so it's not exactly a cheap shot to, to go after him necessarily but like I think a lot of the criticism of this game will be thinner than it could be there are probably things about it that are certainly things that you could point to and say like this is legitimately not great or this is bad or whatever but I think a lot of the discourse I've seen around it has been people saying like I can't believe you have to press buttons to play this video game <laughs> like it's just like you have to press the left trigger and the right trigger to walk and it's just like yeah you have to press the left trigger and the right trigger to play Call of Duty you're doing this basically the same thing. Um, I, I tweeted about this a, a, about a week ago too, uh, and it kind of reminds me of a lot of just like um, when I play MMOs, when I play Final Fantasy XIV, and there's like or World of Warcraft or whatever it is. There's a lot of people out there who are just like, oh, I don't want to play a healer. Healing is boring because it's you know you're not oh. killing anything, and it's just like my dude. You are pressing <laughs> buttons on a keyboard and making a bar go up or down. <laughs> it's the Either same way, thing. yeah. It's the same thing. And it's just like the, everything around this is is instead just going to be like, you know, kind of the pacing and the flow and the, you know, the, the, the tone and the and the look of it and stuff like that. And like how it makes you feel and stuff like that. And, you know, if that if this game doesn't make you feel good or if that if this action, you know, doesn't speak to you or whatever, that's one thing. But like so much of the criticism I've seen has just been like, and then the BTs grab you and you have to mash square. You have to press a button to get away from them. There's obstacles in this video game that you and upgrades that make it easier to play. Well, you should just make it easy at the beginning. Like all video <laughs> games definitely do. It's been very strange for me cuz I yeah, like I have really enjoyed it and i think as the game has gotten into more hands i've definitely seen that opinion kind of spreading out a little bit more and more people just kind of being like uh everybody said that the first 10 hours of this game are supposed to be super boring and i'm really enjoying them so if it gets even better from here like hell yeah i don't I know really want to play it i i was really 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 truly on the fence about all of this until i've heard you all talk about it and I'm I'm a sucker for this type of thing. I actually kind of knew I would like the the you know the slightly more meditative pace, perhaps, of the gameplay that that folks are talking about. I I love the idea of running around in, in expansive places and it being a little hard. Uh, right. What I was worried about was just that the story would just completely turn me off. That I would just be like, okay, Sam Porter Bridges is a porter who builds bridges. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, that's that's like. It sounds like that is that is very much you know part of the shtick, but 
that there's a lot going on here that's not just very surface level metaphors and, and just only goofiness basically. And I and I right. like goofiness, like to be clear. <laughs> but yeah, now I really need and, to play it. Even even this like Sam Porter Bridges stuff is like so many people have been you know dunking on that or whatever and like dunking on the game for being like a, a too obvious metaphors and stuff like that. It's just like, but I'm pretty sure at least from what I've seen so far, it seems to me that like you were basically given the name based on your on your like. Um, position and and what your goal is supposed to be and stuff like that like everybody is named after this stuff because of what they do or whatever and yeah so it's, like, it's not like, like it's not feudalism just... type of deal like oh kind of yeah john mary is yeah name john mary because like he's happy kind of thing yeah okay but that's kind of cool i can respect that yeah. And if we're doing like if, if we're doing like a literally your mom is the president or whatever and like completely empty rhetoric and gestures being presented by a US politician actually feels extremely realistic to me. Sure. Like like we're going to build bridges and we're going to call it bridges. We're going to take away the name <laughs> French fries and call yeah. them freedom fries cuz it's America. Like there is no that that's the thing is like I feel like we have in the last 10 15 years like entered into a period where it's like yeah, I think like if you want to make a story about real life it's going to look like parody because real life looks like a fucking parody right now i don't know also like you know that like the game is like so obviously just like the dream of america westward expansionism Mm -hmm. that like obviously like 10 hours in it's gonna be like uh actually sam did you know that america is built on a lie and actually that is a line i think from a trailer (laughs) like (laughs) So, like, yeah, it's not just going to do this. Well, it's setting you up for this. Like, it's right. not... You you need to actually play it before you can be, like... Anyway. Yeah. It seems like a good video game so far. We'll have more to say about it as we, like, see more of the story, I think. I think that'll be kind of the yeah. deciding factor for a lot of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, do we want to talk about anything else? I've got a bunch of games that I played that aren't the ones that we've just talked about that I can continue to go through if anybody wants to hear about any of them, but we probably don't need to talk about Ashen at this point. I beat it. <clears throat> well, this is that mean, game from easy. 2018. Yeah, I mean, it's a video game from 2018. Who even wants to hear about these old video games? Well, we'll just save it for our best game, our game of the year podcast for 2018. Yeah, there you go. Go back and listen to our 2018 game of the year podcast. I'm sure I talked about it back then. I will say the the final boss of that game fucking sucks. <laughs> Burn it all. I hated it so Good. much. Uh, I was up till two a.m. fighting that fucking thing. They suck so bad. Um, I beat Disco Elysium. I think that game really nailed the landing for me. Um, in a lot of ways, you can review you can read my review on the site now. Uh, I forget how much I talked about it last week. I, I talked about it like a lot, right? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay. I, I feel like that game really, really nails the landing. I think that a lot of my... It is going to be... I put 45 hours into that game. Um, they were talking about like how some people maybe take 60. I think there's like seven in-game days. I beat it in six in-game days. I was able to beat it before then. Uh, because wow. I, <clears throat> yeah, well, speed running it. You know, Damn. I'm just a professional gamer, so... Um, I did, uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I can't get into too much about, like, the ending of that game without massive, massive spoilers, because it's literally a mystery, a murder mystery, so, like, to explain <laughs> the ending is to basically tell you who killed the person. Um, but yeah, uh, the, a lot of the, like, more abrasive stuff early on in that game, where it's, like, setting up a lot of its horrible, horrible world is really, um, circumvented by the end by kind of just, uh, a lot of... What it has to say about, like, 
you if you choose to engage with that shitty stuff like it is a game that allows you to be a racist right like it's a game with a bunch of racist characters and then you can walk up and agree with them or whatever but it kind of uh, undercuts that with the, I think uh, and I mentioned this in my review a lot uh, you have a partner character with you called Kim Kitsuragi uh, who's just this like really nice fastidious little guy who really likes taking notes and thinks that like taking notes is about everything and, and marking everything down is good police work and honestly he's kind of right most of the time um, and he comments on like everything you do in that game uh, including if you try to do that dumb stuff or whatever and there's just an element of it just like you just don't want to disappoint Kim. You can't how could you do this to Kim? How could you how could you tell you know, say this kind of thing in front of him or whatever? Um, to a point where it's just like it heavily de incentivizes that kind of behavior and, and dunks on it constantly. Mm. Um in a way that's pretty good. Um and it, it then like contrasts it with just some really, really warm human stories throughout that game that really work out well by the end, I think. And and it's very funny too all the time. But uh, yeah, uh, I was playing Mistover, uh, which is a <laughs> it's a game that's like a that's like a Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, it's like Darkest Dungeon meets. Uh, Etrian Odyssey. Any guys know Etrian it Odyssey? Just, it oh. looks like an anime Darkest Dungeon to me. Yes. And yeah, Etrian Odyssey is the one that's like for people who really hate themselves. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like old school fucking like dungeon crawling and you have to like draw a map yourself yeah, right you yeah you do this game does not have the, the map drawing elements this this game is definitely mechanically pulling way more from darkest dungeon it's just a lot of the presentation is extremely etrian odyssey like um but when i when when you say that this game looks like anime darkest dungeon uh as somebody who has not played darkest dungeon i or or not much i don't think right like i think i'm the only one here who has actually played darkest dungeon right I've played, like, ten minutes of it. Ten minutes of it, okay. Uh, so, maybe some of these, like, very specific comparisons are not going to mean anything, but, like, just right down to the mission design of, like, you in, in Darkest Dungeon, there's, like, basically, usually, like, three kinds of basic missions. They're all kind of randomly generated, and it'll be, like, go to this you know, specific zone, go to go to the forest and explore 80% of all rooms. And once you get to 80%, you can just leave. Uh, and so you have to make decisions about where you want to go. Uh, this game straight up has that. This game straight up has, like, a, go to this dungeon and explore 80% of all rooms. Literally down to the number 80%. Um, and then you can just hit evacuate and leave and you're, you've completed the mission. Uh, the art style is... It looks like a like an art like a, a fan made art pack mod to put anime characters into Steam Workshop for Darkest Dungeon. Uh, the even the fucking font for like your gold and the where it is placed in the UI looks exactly like Darkest Dungeon. Like this game is not making any bones about what it is pulling from at all, and the combat is is very very similar. It's not exactly the same you you have uh so that, that's where some of the more etrian odyssey like stuff comes in where you can like put your characters next to each other in a in this three by three grid uh whereas in darkest dungeon you're always in a line of four uh but in this one you like have to worry about like who's standing to the left and to the back and other stuff like that but uh i haven't put a ton of time into it yet i'll say uh but if anybody is just looking for more darkest dungeon let me tell you about a game called mistover because that is what they have made um, there's some there's some minor differences here and there. The way you explore the dungeons is kind of it's this top down kind of thing that uh, instead of like a side to side 
looking environment. Uh, there's a there's a thing called the Doomsday Clock, which I'm still pretty split about yet. I don't know how I feel about it. Where sure. Uh huh. Yep. Where um, you uh, every time you finish a mission in that game, like this this overarching timer for the entire game ticks over. Um, and if it hits midnight, you lose the game. Um, this is a thing that also exists in Darkest Dungeon, but only on the, like, hard, hard, hardcore difficulty that they, like, added as DLC later. Whereas in this game, it is a mandatory part of the game. You have to deal with it. But it seems like, or from what I've read, it seems like you can, uh, if you are incredibly thorough and kill every enemy and collect every chest in a dungeon, it will actually tick the Doomsday Clock back. So it's, like, kind of incentivizing you to really risk yourself uh, in the short term, risk losing mm. characters, risk losing gear and treasure in the individual missions in the service of, like, keeping your um, clock from ticking forward and keeping your, like, macro game from completely fucking you over. So that's maybe an interesting thing. I'll maybe have more thoughts about that once I play more of it. But uh, I heard when Rowan Kaiser was really big into this game, and I wanted After talking about it on Game of the Decade, I was kind of in the mood for some more Darkest Dungeon. And there you go. Cool. Nice. Uh, right. Do we want to... Nikki, do we... Do we need to talk about High School Musical? Sorry, High School Musical, okay. the musical oh, no. series. You know okay, what? Listen. I, I'm, I might actually have to to bail early. Oh, okay. Uh, because I gotta go set up a stream. Yeah. A Destiny oh, Two stream. Yeah. Omg. And it will have happened by the time you all hear this, <laughs> but the next one won't have happened. It's uh, Tuesday at seven Eastern, and it's called Tuesday Night Nightfall. So, um, I think I'm gonna have to to go is that that'll work right yeah that's fun yeah uh, I'll, I'll say we will have an archive of that uh, probably up on the on the site uh not too long after this so if people want to go watch uh tuesday night nightfall and who's gonna be on this week's episode it's like a guest show right uh yeah so the one that is has been recorded as of you hearing this was uh uh, uh someone named saturn who helped Stephen and Ooh. i through the new dungeon last oh. week, and then also Paul Tassi, uh, who is a games writer for Forbes, who does a lot of Destiny stuff. So yeah, the, should be fun. One of the best Destiny writers out there. That's not working for us. I would say. Yeah, yeah for nice. real. One of the hardest working people in the biz. All right. Well, thanks, Merritt, for for sticking around as long as you could. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to miss the high school musical, the musical <laughs> animated series, musical edition discussion. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, stay stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Right. All right. All right, Nikki. Listen, I don't have that much to say about High School Musical, the musical, the series. What I can say, this is because I haven't finished watching the episode. What I can say is that in the opening two minutes, the show opens with. Um, the we're all in this together song from the first high school. You know, every you know, we're all in this together. I don't from High School don't. Musical. I don't know it. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I was ask Danielle, have you ever seen it? I'm four hundred thousand years old. I have never seen it. This is definitely so we, way past my era of. <laughs> <laughs> this is super my past my era of Disney watching. Uh, if you want to talk to me it's, about Smart Guy or the famous Jet Jackson, <laughs> wait, there's Smart Guy. Who's Smart Guy? A smart Guy. Oh. Danielle, don't you know about Taj Maori? The smart guy? What? He's a smart guy. He's oh smart my god! Oh, no, I do. I remember that. I I used to watch Sister Sister all the time, and that's the spinoff series, right? 
No, I don't think so. No? Wait, no. He's sure? related to them in real life. It wasn't like a he's, spin-off he's related at all? to those sisters. I don't I don't think so. Oh shit. He, those are his real life sisters. Okay, right. Uh, I, I knew yeah, that. He, for, he's just TV famous. I'm also. sorry. It's yeah. been a very long time and I for some wild reason, I thought it was an actual spin-off, but okay. It's just a spin-off in my at, in my I'm, cold I'm, dark brain and that's fine. I'm looking at the at the Wikipedia for Taj Maori right now to find this out, but I, I don't believe uh, I'm going to be I'm not, I, I don't like believe I'm Smart find Guy. Anything. I watched a whole bunch of Smart Guy. Hey, smart Guy was good. I really like Smart Guy. Uh, he was just Taj a smart Maori guy. Has up to much. He was. He was a sm- he was a smart little guy. Yeah. What? Oh my goodness. Yeah, Taj Maori has not been up to much lately. Sorry, Nikki. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to hijack no, this. No, it's fine. He, no, he's just not up to anything. He was on Kim Possible from 2002 to 2007. He did play Wade, which I remember that. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just realized... Okay, I knew that Wade's name was Wade. He had a last name, apparently. His last name was Lode. His name was Wade Lode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> That's terrible. That's Why really bad. Why would you do that to Wade? Wade was oh my god, Marcus's band in Smart Guy was named Macadocious. Yeah, I remember That's that. That's freaky. <laughs> Macadocious! <laughs> Wait, Taj Mahari was in 14 episodes of Full House. What the fuck? What? Apparently. He played Teddy. Weird. Wait, the new Full House? No. Or the old Full House. From, from the years 1991 to 1995, he played Teddy on Full huh. House. Teddy. Was he Macadocious uh, in that, too? I don't think so. He was not... In, oh, please. He was not a member of Macadocious on Smart Guy. That's true. That was only he on the show. looked down. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, he, well his, brother was, his brother was part of Macadocious. Right. His brother and probably Mo Tibbs. Morris L. Tibbs. Oh, my his, God. Mo Tibbs. That's right. I liked... That I liked was Omar Gooding. Guy. That was Omar Go- I'm sorry? I swear to God, that was Omar Gooding. All right. Jesus Christ. Cuba huh. Gooding Jr.'s younger brother, Omar Gooding, who was on a bunch of Nickelodeon shows, like Nickelodeon sports, child sports competition series. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I don't, man. That's so weird to me. because Wild and crazy had- kids. That's right. Yeah. Wild and crazy kids. Such a great it, show. Okay, I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna that's, stop now. No, that's fine. Because in my, <laughs> what you pointed out to me is that in my head, uh, actors from Nickelodeon series and actors from Disney series do never, like, never mix. Like you, ne- those, and never the twain shall meet sort of situation. But mm-hmm, apparently not. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently Omar Gooding was like, all right, I'll move on. Oh, oh wait, wait. What's up? No, I got really excited for a second. He was in an episode of Deadwood. Omar. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. Good for Omar. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, I'm done now. Uh, I'm actually done now. Maori <laughs> saying, shine your light on me for School's Out Christmas. Circle of Life for the Disney Channel. Circle of Stars recording of The Lion King, which was included on the Platinum Edition DVD and was featured on a single called Kick It Out with Boom Boom Satellites and Flo Rida. <laughs> he also- That's fake. <laughs> He also appeared the back like so the first half of the words you were saying those were all real words the back half all fake after you said circle of life it was fake <laughs> uh-huh oh so on full house uh teddy was michelle's best friend apparently yes i didn't watch a lot oh of full house. so they were babies little yeah, babes 
Which, yeah, that would make sense. Remember when Michelle fell off of the the, the last <laughs> few episodes of that show? Yes. Is Michelle falls off of a fucking horse and gets a concussion? Yes! And then... <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> the last few episodes of Full House, if I'm remembering correctly, they go out... They go to, like, the East Bay or some shit to go ride horses. Because there's and so then many Michelle, horses in the East Bay! Yeah, yeah everyone knows this. There's a... Just... just, just <laughs> oh, no. Is it just... <laughs> An infestation of horses. You go to Richmond, and it's all horses. Mm -hmm. Uh You get right off at the BART stop, (laughs) and it's just horses. Right, they got a fumigate Um, for that, usually. mm -hmm. You remember Petaluma? Or, fucking not Petaluma, remember Pleasanton? I remember remember Petaluma before I was my horses. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Anyway, the last few episodes of that show are Michelle falls off. She gets on a horse. She rides the horse. Michelle falls off of the horse. She hits her head. And then there's an extended dream sequence, yes. I think, that is like, it's I, there's either a time jump or it's like a clip show-esque situation where they like recap all of the best moments mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. And then that's how the show ends. Because that's how every sitcom ended for that era. That's how Seinfeld ends. That's how Growing Pains mm-hmm. ends. They all, like, move away, and then there's a clip show. Remember? Yeah, I loved at the end of Full House when they all went to literal jail. Right, when Michelle was <laughs> imprisoned for manslaughter. <laughs> Which one was Michelle? I was not a Full House person. The little girl. The young the girl. The baby. The Olsons. Oh, is that, the, is that what the Olsons? That's who the Olsons are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, both of the Olsons. Oh, yeah, they played one character, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Alright. What are the Olsen twins up to lately? Uh, one of them's a well. One of them's a fashion designer. The other one exists, and then the did you? And then the, the third, third one baby is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is of the Olsen family. I also didn't know this. She was in Ingrid Goes West, was which a, was great, actually. Yeah. I thought I thought Elizabeth Olsen was a bespoke Olsen who was coincidentally named Olsen, but she is uh, related to Mary Kate and Ashley. Yes. Um, She's the older sister. Okay. This is a Taj Maori slash uh, Tia and Tamara. Tia and Tamara, yeah. She's in some uh, really good things. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think Ingrid, Ingrid Goes, Goes West? West is amazing. Wind River is really good. That Godzilla movie in 2014 was pretty good. She's an old boy. She's in liberal arts. I know she's an Avenger uh, and all that shit, but I was, she's yeah. in a lot of really cool shit. I, I don't know that I would cl- classify the uh, Western remake of Old Boy as really cool shit. <laughs> Wait, she was in the... Oh, God, you're right. You're right. There's no way she was in the, like, original you're Old Boy. completely right. The good one. Yep. She would have been young girl in Old Boy. <laughs> yes, young girl in Old Boy. Yeah, but I just saw the the year on that, and I was like, oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, all tying it back to Disney+. Plus. They got that Scarlet Witch TV series coming out soon WandaVision. Oh, nice which nice works there WandaVision. i don't yeah that's a that's a thing they are really just trying hard to make that anybody care about that quote-unquote ship i guess i don't know it's so weird it's so weird yeah, it's a weird one those movies i i like a lot of the marvel movies don't get me wrong but like the marvel movies cannot do anything with romance in them to save their lives (laughs) there is literally zero romantic chemistry between any of the characters in any of those movies and every time that they tried to like make it a thing it literally just makes me want to die uh it is it is a bad scene uh and making an entire tv series out of that uh sounds like a decision to make i don't know (laughs) 
I don't know, whatever. Spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Vision is dead by the end of that one movie, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, I actually uh, never saw it, apes. but I know everybody dies, so I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, they die or they get, like, written out in other ways, I'll say. Yeah, I, I kind of fell the fuck off at... Uh, which one did I fall? I haven't. I didn't see the either of the second two. I did not see Infinity War or Endgame. Mm, okay. Whichever one... Really? Wait, was it Ultron... Whatever. It's Age of Ultron is the second Eight. movie. Is that the second one? That is the one where... Yeah. That's the second Avengers movie. That's the one where Scarlet Witch gets introduced, actually. Okay. And, and what's-his-face, the cool uh, British robot man gets a robot yeah. man body? That That's Vision. That, yeah, he that, that is those two characters, the, the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry to be the grandma no. of a podcast, but uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately fell off the Avengers at that point. Uh, uh, the characters that you that you are having trouble remembering are some of the in the, in the movies anyway some of the least memorable characters in the history <laughs> of cinema. Uh, I like don't get me like there are some incredible comics. Uh, uh, Tom King did a really good run uh, just called the Vision. Like Tom King is a writer who maybe has some problematic politics here and there, uh, or I don't know. People defend him over some weird stuff, mm. uh, but he has written some incredibly good comics, and he usually does like. I'm going to do 12 issues of this comic and then get out. And that's all I'm going to do. Uh, and he did a really good 12-issue run of uh, the, the Vision, where the Vision, the robot man, builds himself a family and tries to live as, like, uh, like a suburban dad. Oh, my God. That was a, a big... really good episode of Star Trek Voyager that was exactly that, too. Or <laughs> 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 the holographic doctor does that. Uh-huh. It's really How bad. does that work out? Does it work it... out as well for it does with the Vision? Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work, work out, out well so hot. Him. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, in that comic, and Tom King is not known for writing uh, very happy stories either. Sure. Uh, he is the, the he's the, also the guy who wrote the story of uh, of uh, Catwoman and Batman getting married recently. Um, oh. you know, for all you comic heads out there. Okay, is that working out? Is that mm... no? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I figured that <laughs> one's not. That's not going to go well. I don't. This is getting into the weeds on, on a completely different thing. But DC <laughs> DC Comics is the company that, when Batwoman proposed to her girlfriend Maggie Sawyer in the Batwoman comics, uh, with and uh, the writers wrote that into the story. Uh, DC did come down from on high because apparently they hadn't been paying attention to that comic and didn't know that that was happening. I uh. guess they did come down and say they cannot get married, uh, and they were and the artist and the writer at the time were like, "All right, fuck you guys, then we're leaving," um, and they had to scramble to um and this was not that long ago this was new 52 this was like less than a half this was like half a decade ago at this point okay. i guess like five years um and they said nope batwoman cannot get married to uh maggie sawyer and and people were like uh oh because they're gay and then they were like no 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 uh, nobody in in uh, dc comics is allowed to be married uh it's more interesting if they're unhappy all the time or whatever it's like <laughs> and, and then and the people were like a that's wild that's a wild thing to say <laughs> b uh what about aquaman and mira these two characters who have been married for 40 years uh and they were like uh, they're not actually married in the in the in the new 52 uh the timeline was rewritten in such a way that they are together but they are no longer married and we just never addressed it uh wow <laughs> was, uh yeah we just we just never said it out loud but they're not actually married uh, uh canonically mm -hmm. uh definitely the case good and lord yeah, it was a whole thing at the time because that that uh, J. H. Williams the Third W. Hayden Blackman uh, Batwoman comic was incredible. It was really really good. Uh, I heard then, good things. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super great. Uh, that whole it started with a Greg Rucka run with the question oh. and stuff like that. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, so they left that comic book, and then, like, a, a month passed, and there was, like, a new writer and a new artist, and that entire story arc was just, like, ignored, like, that that whole story arc was ignored and didn't uh, have any conclusion to it, and they said, like, we're gonna get back to that later, <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll put out, like, a double-sized issue for her, for the Batwoman annual in six months that, that gives you closure on that whole storyline. In the meantime, here's Batwoman fighting, I don't know... A bad guy. <laughs> it was very strange at the time. But, wow. yeah, so... But, yeah. Uh, marriages in, in, in comic books... Uh, DC's in a very different place now than they were, so is Marvel, for that matter. Are, you can argue how much better it is in either situation. I don't know. Sure. Uh, the, sure. Hulk, the Hulk is um, maybe possessed by the devil right now and <laughs> wants to destroy capital. Literally smash capitalism. Uh... That series is actually very good. The The Immortal Hulk um, by by uh, Al Ewing right now is very, very, very good. So, anyway. I have learned what? so much today. Yeah, yeah, I know so much more about comics now. Merit's not here. Fucking no rules, just right. Only <laughs> funny books. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Nikki. High School Musical, <laughs> Musical, the series. You want to tell us about the deep lore? There's so the deep lore is that high school musical so I haven't finished it yet because or even really watched any of it. I've watched 2 minutes. The opening 2 minutes starts with this woman sitting in her car in her car and she's watching high school musical on Netflix or whatever. Um <laughs> probably and, not Netflix anymore. <laughs> I guess I can't just say that. She's watching on her via her telephone. She is watching high school musical on the Disney Plus app, um, please. On the Disney Plus app, yeah. Um, But it is, I will say, I thought that that would have been a very easy, like, third layer to add, to have it just be Disney Plus, but it isn't. It very clearly is, like, something else because all the text in the UI is different. And they they do, like, labor the point to show you that the UI is different. It's very weird. Huh. Okay. It's, anyway, I, I don't know why they would do that, but they, I don't know. Anyway. So she's watching a uh, high school musical, the F- Disney Channel original movie that in our world exists um, and was based off of nothing, but like it takes place at East High, which is a New Mexican high school. Um, and that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Then it pans over and it turns out that her car is in the parking lot of East High. Wait, the same what? school in the fictional film that she was watching, High School Musical. Now, in our, we're going to jump back out one more layer. In our world, the world that you and I uh, currently are recording this podcast, the folks over at Disney adapted the film High School Musical into a musical for the stage. That, that high schoolers and middle schoolers do. It is called High School Musical the Musical. Mm-hmm. Now, the conceit of the television program High School Musical the Musical the series is that at East High, which is where the film High School Musical takes place, the fictional film High School Musical takes place, they are going to put on a production of High School Musical the Musical. What? Uh, <laughs> Nikki, I am so fucking lost right now. <laughs> it's, 
Be, that's the first time I've like explained it out, and that's why I cannot fucking believe it exists. Because the idea is, to me personally, too fucking good to have come out of this version of Disney. Right. Like, it is too good of an idea. Like, I just can't imagine someone going into Bob Iger's office and pitching him on this. Because it, it's too good. Right. There are too many things that don't make any fucking sense about it that I would... If I was Disney, I'd be like, yeah, no, you can't do this. It's too interesting. Because it's too it's different. Too in- it's too interesting and talks to too many layers of reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Therefore, you can't actually do it. Um, but they did make it. Um, oh, the, oh, oh no, there's Dog. Hello, Dog. Dog is also very confused <laughs> by the extended High School Musical universe. Um, then the first line that a I'm child sorry. says is, hell yeah. Like a child says the when, word. When you hell. say child, do you mean like a uh, a teen, like a tween? high schooler? Okay, teen. okay, but yeah, like a like high school. <laughs> a young one says hell yeah, old enough to the, legally curse. His, yeah, old enough to legally curse. His friend is like, "Are you excited for this year of school or something to that effect?" And then he goes, "Hell yeah." And it's like, oh, okay. Wow, <laughs> this Disney. is what this is, I guess. Disney, welcome <laughs> to the resistance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking down barriers. Um, yeah. So that's this there's a i was i was i said this i mentioned this on the on stand-up um there's a weird bug in the roku version of the disney plus app which is how i've been consuming it today where the cursor is just wrong it's even though you so this is how i found this out i was trying to watch darkwing duck like you and do. then like i like you do um which i will i do have some words to say about the first episode of that show because i've never seen darkwing duck i just like had oh. knowledge of it from existence um it's like a shared cultural consciousness thing so i hadn't actually seen any of it until today um but i kept trying to click on darkwing duck but it kept showing me the mighty ducks animated series <laughs> and i couldn't figure <laughs> wow. out why it was doing that the mighty ducks like, animated series which is about anthropomorphic ducks from another dimension that come to our world yes. and pretend yes. to be yes. mascots for the mighty uh-huh. ducks but actually yes. fight alien lizard people by the way yeah, this, is, who don't this know. is correct <laughs> yep. yes um Anyway, so I couldn't figure out what the fuck was happening, and I realized it was because the cursor was broken. So I did watch the first episode of Darkwing Duck. Do y'all remember what happens in that? Maybe not the in first that one. episode. No. So in the first episode that Disney produced and aired of Darkwing Duck, it is... <laughs> Darkwing Duck says hell. <laughs> Darkwing Duck says hell. It's very strange. No, so Darkwing Duck... It's it's Darkwing Duck telling the viewer a story of him doing a Darkwing Duck thing, and the thing that happens in the like in the story he's telling is that there's a duck who works at a college who is working with plants, and his research isn't going very well, and then he's getting teased by like two other scientists at this university, mm-hmm. and then there's this lady scientist who uh, like might have a crush on him. Who knows? It's hard to tell, you know. Um, and then, but he thinks he's a failure. And then it, I was watching and I feel like I missed something, but I definitely didn't because I rewound. He goes to sleep. There's a cut for a commercial and then it comes back. And the, the scientist whose name is like Dr. Duckroot or something, something like that. That's actually not the name, but it's similar to that, um, is on top of a castle and he's strapped into a bed, like a metal, like science bed. And then there's a plant also strapped into a metal science bed. And there's some links 
connecting the two. Mm -hmm. And then he leans over and flips a switch. And then there's a big flash of light and the plant is dead. And he gets up and is like, ah, shit, it didn't work. And then like literally two minutes later, he's almost all plant. So he's like plant duck. And then he has like poison ivy's powers. Right. Yes. I remember this character. Oh, so this is a recurring. Oh, character. yes, he's a recurring uh, a member of the Darkwing Duck Rogues Gallery. Absolutely. I see. I see. Well, that's the first episode of the show. Yeah. Wow. Uh, basically, every single character, every villain on Darkwing Duck is just a parody of a Spider-Man villain or a Batman villain because those were the only two popular superheroes in the '90s, except for I guess the X-Men. But the X-Men are kind of their own thing at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, did you watch a lot of Darkwing Duck? You're like a huge Disney person, right? I I have a very mixed and very long and rich story with uh, history, rather, with Disney, which I won't get into. But I did watch uh, a fair amount of Darkwing Duck, but way more stuff from sort of the generation just before that. Like, more oh. very, very early 90s rather than mid-90s. So I watched a fuckload of, like, DuckTales and Chippendales Rescue Rangers Chip and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to say, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers is probably the one that was, like, made the generational jump from my generation to your... From your generation to my generation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been on, like, right before... Earlier in the day where, like, they weren't playing their their hits. They're, like, their their (laughs) pre-before-school hits. You know, you like your Darkwing stuck. And like your Recess. Yeah, you know. Hell yeah, Recess. Yeah, I fucking love Recess. Um, yeah, so are you going to subscribe to Disney Plus, do you think, though? Yeah, I, for me, a person who, like, so my girlfriend and I exist in this hellscape, <laughs> um, and <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and I, I already pay for ESPN Plus, and she already pays for Hulu Plus, and total, those are fourteen ninety nine. Now, because Disney owns the whole goddamn stack now, they can put all three of those together for $13. Right. So we save money and get more stuff. So we're doing it, unfortunately, because we live in hell. Uh, and Danielle, what about you? How are you feeling? All right. So I'm I'm not only the grandma of the podcast. I am the grandma <laughs> of the streaming services uh, where I basically, I got my Netflix. I got my Hulu. Hulu might mm-hmm. be my girlfriend's, actually, to be honest with you. I subscribe to UFC Fight Pass and Flow Grappling, mm-hmm. and also Shudder. Oh, like a grandma does, yeah, uh-huh. Grandma <laughs> likes her sports and her horror, and beyond that, I don't know how grandma feels about paying some more money right. for more things. So, so, this is a question, Danielle. Yeah, then. yeah. So, does UFC Fight Pass... Because I know as an ESPN Plus subscriber yes. that I get a shitload of UFC content you do. that I don't consume. You get every other week, Is that I the believe, same? Uh, the okay, fights so that's week. not the same stuff that is in UFC Fight Pass. No, so it's a different set. Fight Pass is a streaming platform that has like every single UFC fight ever, as well oh. as oh. every fight ever of like 12, 13, 14 different promotions. Including Invicta, Ooh. which is the all-women's uh, MMA league, uh, pro-MMA league, and a ton of other stuff. A lot of legacy stuff, like 
you know, promotions that don't exist anymore, you, you can see any of those fights. And then... It, it's like a WWE network, but for MMA. Yeah, it's like... Yes. Yeah, I was just about to And they have original like the, stuff. Like the network. Yeah, they have original stuff. Now they're starting to go after more boxing and more grappling content, which is cool. Like, they're adding a lot of other uh, things to it. Some original programming, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is... The thing that sucks about it is that you don't get any of the pay-per-view fights with it. They will come to the platform eventually, but, like, six months later. Uh, right. So I still need to kind of do the ESPN thing as well, or go to, yeah. like, a bar to watch a fight. Um, I see. You know, gotta get my ass up and go outside. Go out to the outside. Yeah. yeah whatever. I, I, which I, we all famously bananas. on this podcast love to do. We love to go out and be social with other people. Famously um, enjoy outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I mean, so so probably not then, right? Like, you know, this nothing that there's been... For, from Disney Plus has been, like, made you go, like, well, I gotta. I mean, like, I actually like a lot of old Disney movies. I Like, many of them, certainly. Mm-hmm. However, I, <laughs> I'm i a grandma, and my parents have them on DVD. Oh. So, like, yeah. if I want to watch Aladdin, I, I can. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah, to Rhode Island, 200 miles away. <laughs> I, I put a DVD in a Blu-ray player that I bought my parents so that they could have modern DVDs, aka Blu-rays, and uh, I watch it. I watch it on there, like God intended. You know, you you, yeah. you call them modern DVDs so as not to scare them. Exactly. Know, right? <laughs> this witchcraft of Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, I do legitimately think, though, that the thing that you just described is going to happen and i I think disney is intelligently relying on this is that people are going to be like i want to watch beauty and the beast and they're going to know that somewhere in their house they have the dvd (laughs) because they bought they definitely did buy the dvd yeah back in 2006 and they're gonna you know on sale they're gonna rummage uh uh-huh and then they're gonna rummage in their house and they're gonna be like fuck i can't find it (laughs) And then they're gonna go on YouTube because I like I try I like did this because I was trying to figure out how much it would cost to rent if I wanted to watch uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I did watch all three Star Wars movies today. Good. All three of them. Like, I, that the is only the three Star Wars watch. movies that were ever made. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I watched I watched the original trilogy this morning or like between this morning and when we started recording. Um, but I was like, okay, if I wanted to rent one of these, it costs like seven dollars on YouTube or yeah. something. Uh huh. But it's six dollars to just get Disney Plus. Yeah. Then I can get all of them. So I legitimately think that people are going to be like, "I want to watch this. I can't find it in my house. I'm just going to yeah. sign up for Disney Plus, so I can watch Beauty and the Beast, and then I will forget that I've signed up for Disney Plus, so I could watch Beauty and the Beast." Right. And which they, which is fun. that's like, really smart. That's wild. Yeah. 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 But also is I don't know. It's literally also they are. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's literally the entire business model for all of these things, right? That's like World of Warcraft. It's like, you know, people are going mm-hmm. to sign up and they're going, like, it, this shit's been going on since 2004 or whenever that came out. 2005, six, something like that. Where it's just like, they get you to buy the thing, buy into the thing. You forget to pay for it once, and then that's one month that they got you in for where they did not have to pay, like, server costs or, or whatever for from you. Like, they've made their money back on that, right? right. On that investment. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird thing, and it's just, like, I'm, I'm more personally just someone who's not particularly interested in, I don't 
don't watch a lot of movies or TV that I have already watched before. I am very much a person who's just like, I am. I have a finite number of minutes left on this earth to live, <laughs> like that Justin Timberlake movie. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And it's just, you know, it's just like that Justin Timberlake movie. <laughs> exactly. Super um, <laughs> and And if I'm going to, uh, like, engage with, like, these forms of media that are like keeping me a that's how i always kind of view like movies at this point it's just like anytime i'm watching a movie or a tv show that i should pay be paying attention to it means that i'm not doing 37 other things with my phone or on a computer or whatever that i could otherwise be doing because i have to be sitting there still staring at a tv and there but are very steven, few things yeah but steven i i actually really do i i respect that and i have that I actually go into a death spiral with, like, really annoying video games where I do that, and I'm like, oh my god, I could be doing 37 other things that are super important. <laughs> but right. but here, here's this. Here's how I approach that very thing with movies as opposed to games, mm. is that you can be sharing something that you really love with another person that you like or respect <laughs> or want them to suffer if that's the side of the coin that you want to kind of go on. Sh- you know, that might... So... <sighs> I am very happy for all of you on this podcast who have significant <laughs> others that you could do that sort of thing with. But not I even just, just significant others, my... like friends, like somebody who's cool, mm. somebody who you're like, oh man, you'd love Hellraiser. Your neighbor. Your neighbor. You yeah, know. I'll, just, I'll just go hang out with my neighbor real quick. Your cats. What's the, <laughs> what's the guy, what's the bike guy who like rides his bike around your house doing? Yeah, oh, what's he oh, up to? God. He, you know, it's like, what's he up to? Snow is on the ground, so he hasn't been doing a lot lately, I don't think. Uh, well, he wants to watch a movie, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Just fucking uh, subscribe to Disney Plus, crack open a couple of cold ones, or mm-hmm. make some hot chocolate. I don't know. Yeah. It's cold there. It's like 80 degrees here, so I none of this shit means anything to me. Um... <laughs> And then, um, fucking, I don't know, watch the the Gummy Bears show. Uh-huh. Which is all on the service. Of course it is. Of course it is. There's, there's, a, there's a series of shorts called Forky, you know Forky from the fourth Toy Story film? Sure. Um, <laughs> so, so, sure. The, here's, here's a very brief synopsis of Toy Story 4, which I thought was pretty good. Um, the child in Toy Story 4 that in Toy Story 3 Andy gives all of his toys to, um, decides that all of the toys that she was given are bad, so she makes a toy out of literal trash. She gets a, um, Woody, like, goes through a trash can in the kindergarten classroom, pulls out a plastic fork, um, a pipe cleaner and some googly eyes, and then she makes a toy and loves this toy much more than all of her other toys. Um, it's very good. Uh, and then he spends the better part of the film trying to jump out of windows because he's confused as to why he exists, which is pretty good. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the one thing I remember um, from, the, from the trailers is this fork having a fucking existential crisis and just begging for sweet, the sweet, sweet release of death. Oh, no! Yeah, it's extremely good. Anyway, there's a new series where... Uh, because he's in in the Toy Story uh, lore, he's only been alive for three days. Um, <laughs> where I guess he it's just Forky asks questions. So the first episode that Disney very intelligent really intelligently released is called Forky asks questions. What is money? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it doesn't uh, even hint at any of the things that you would want it to hint at. Yeah. uh, Other than Disney just 
giving you a big middle finger like what if we just had the fork that we made like wonder what money was you know like what if uh-huh. oh forky Ooh. fuck so what you're saying is i definitely shouldn't subscribe to disney plus after all or definitely not yeah. like subscribe sub, like subject any of my uh friends or loved ones to it like that's the other thing too is just like maybe this is just too much in, in like personal information about me but i just don't like have people that i hang out with very often i have like one very close friend like one very good friend and that i see very frequently um and then mostly just work (laughs) all the time and play video games uh yeah and my very good friend uh my best friend uh brie uh really really likes to go places and hang out with people and be outside and be outdoors a lot in a way (laughs) that is just like <sighs> it's it's annoying really, really is yeah is. i i made a joke about this in slack the other day i did uh i i did break up with my last significant other uh i would say maybe on a ratio of like 75 percent. this was the reason being that i did not like driving over to the next town over to go see that's them valid. very often that's wow. valid it's a lot well and they didn't they didn't have a driver's license of their own so i was the, always the one we have, we have like no public transit here what's to speak of so like i was the only one driving all the time and it just got really annoying <laughs> well how um, close is that next town uh, it was Moorhead, so I guess it's technically two towns over. It's just weird because For- Fargo, West Fargo, and Moorhead all feel like one's big city, basically. Even though Moorhead is technically in a different state, but it's literally called the. F- I've said this on this podcast before, but it's literally called the FM area, the Fargo Moorhead area, uh, because okay. everybody okay. just kind of sees it as like one tri city thing. <clears throat> um, and it's not like it's not like I'm dealing with a lot of traffic or whatever. It's just that everything in Fargo, West Fargo, and Moorhead is incredibly uh split up um yeah i was gonna ask like is this geographically like a very large area yes because the thing about the thing about the midwest is it is very flat um and so instead of building upwards because space is an issue um in major cities like los angeles and new york city Mm -hmm. uh everybody just like says well there's just a big fuck off field over there what if we just built like another one-story building over there over there over there over there like straight up like where my the the neighborhood where my uh best friend lives is in the south which is uh you know in south fargo has been like uh for as long as i was growing up was just fields it was just big empty desolate nothing and now in the last five years is this bustling whole new huge neighborhood with businesses and houses all as far as the eye could see like and it cropped up like over fucking night it's like ridiculous uh and this is partially uh fueled <laughs> fueled by the uh oil boom that happened in the last decade up here ah. uh which you can read about uh how well that's been going uh for a lot of people uh i don't you know that the protests that were happening up here about the oil pipeline and yeah. everything like that the bunch of protesters got fuck, like fucking beat, beat up yes. in the cold and, and stuff like that yeah. and now the oil has of course the pipeline has of course the the exact thing that everybody said was going to happen uh that the pipeline was going to burst absolutely happened and the pipeline burst and uh spilled a bunch of fucking oil everywhere it's a great great time to be alive um <laughs> Yeah, so I stay in, I stay home a lot yeah. and don't see people or do things. And maybe that's going to change once I get into, like, a more populous uh, center, I mean, you know, once I move to L.A., which is currently the plan to do eventually. Let me tell you about the city of Los Angeles, All right. where you will then break up with people because they live more than one freeway away. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh huh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Honestly, I like, I, yeah. I gotta tell y'all. Uh, I I just you know from the queer uh for the 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 queer ladies uh of the world are 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 willing to do things like yeah date across twelve states uh-huh. or six countries. Or or whatever else. I don't even know why because honestly, or two boroughs. Or two. Sometimes. Honestly, two I was dating boroughs. a girl <laughs> last year who lived like way, way uptown, like way north of Columbia, and oh I god. live in Bushwick. Bur- like, oh my god! I Danielle. am telling you the commitment. That the commitment. Impressive. That sure. was That's amazing. Basically, like you know a journey across the death stranding lands to get, <laughs> yeah to, get you to reconnect there. the chiral network to your girlfriend so you can send her that's, holograms yeah, of that's yourself a true strand game <laughs> you know fucking getting on the a train and sitting on it for 38 hours oh god she lived like the hundreds oh my god no sorry sorry the 200s like she was way <laughs> up there Hudson Heights, my friends. I didn't even knew that was a oh neighborhood. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Good on you. Yeah. You know? No, I, I've, I've seen that tweet. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's that tweet about, like, how, uh, like, you know, uh, what is it? that The woman who, like, swam across, like, the Atlantic Ocean or whatever yes. to, to, like, break her uh, girlfriend out of, like, a Russian prison or whatever. Yep. Yeah, uh huh. I get that's it. That's accurate information, right there. I get it. Like, I, I know I'm in the wrong here. I know I'm scum. I know I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, but that's you know, that's that radical acceptance. I just accept that I'm scum and I, uh, yeah. I move on. You know, and, I and think it's deal fair. With it. Uh, and if and if that isn't the tagline of Disney Plus, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Just accept that you're scum. You sub- just fucking to accept this. it. Oh my goodness! That makes me so um, happy. Uh, right. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars looks good in 4K. Uh, no, I'm probably gonna watch. Wild. Oh God, I'll probably watch the Mandalorian. Ah, whatever. I'll wait a couple episodes to see what the what the word on that is. I actually think Ben Kuchera had an extremely uh, good tweet about this recently, which is that. Uh, uh, it was wild to hear that the Watchmen TV series was good because it's actually such a relief when you hear that something is bad because it means it's one less thing that you have to keep yeah. up. With. Yeah, you don't have to watch exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I want to watch Watchmen, and I I don't know. I've, I'm mixed on the Mandalorian. I'll probably watch it. I really like the star the the recent Star Wars movies, with the exception of mm-hmm. uh, Solo, which was just fine. Um, but I really, really want to. There was that one part. There was that one part in Solo where um, he like. He, uh, they turn, he's in the speeder, and then he turns the speeder on its side, and then gets it stuck in between the two yeah, buildings. Like that the, part was kind of funny. There's a couple of, there's a couple of great moments of that movie, and you know what? I'm not a huge Solo fan. I will tell you, I'm a big Donald Glover fan. Uh, I will basically go to see whatever he's in, uh, yep. at any, yeah. you know, yep. any day of the week. Uh, and does a really good job in that movie, too. Um, yeah. Oh God! You know this is this is such another tangent. Uh, but Donald Glover made me think about like when he wanted to play Miles Morales in uh, Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, my roommate just put on um, Into the Spider Verse last night, and it's just mm-hmm. like that's just one of those movies that I just I don't care what how I'm feeling, who I'm with, what the tone mm-hmm. is. I'll just sit mm-hmm. down and watch that movie. I'll drop whatever I'm doing. Yeah. and just watch that fucking movie. That movie fucking. Rips. I need to see. 
I will stop disliking Spider-Man if I see that movie. I'm convinced. Oh, oh you a hundred percent will. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best piece of. I mean, it's the best piece of. I think as a person who's like read a bunch of Spider-Man comics and yeah. played almost all of the games and watched all of the movies, uh, it's the best piece of Spider-Man um, media I think that exists. Awesome. All right, I need. I oh, I just need to do it. I just need to do it. Is this on the Disney thing? No, it's on. No, it's, it's on, on, Netflix. So it's on Netflix. Oh, it's actually yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is an easy fix then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. No, because yeah, Sony still has all the technically has all the rights to all the Spider-Man stuff. Gotcha. That's why they're able to use gotcha. that font. Um, it's just very yeah. That's why the yeah. That's why the PlayStation Three. I just want the PlayStation Five font to just be the fucking Spider-Man <laughs> font. There's no reason it shouldn't be. But it's the Spider-Man no reason it shouldn't font. be. It can't be. Yeah, that would rule. <laughs> That's actually a question for you, Danielle. You you've said that you. I feel like you've said that you don't like Spider Man. Have you said what? Why you don't like Spider Man? I forget. Have I what? Sorry. Have you said why you don't like Spider Man? Oh, I I honestly think it's just a Tobey Maguire thing. I think like oh. uh, more than Valid. anything, like that's though that was really my first introduction to Spider Man. I didn't really read that many comics until I was uh, honestly a, a bit older. Um, so I wasn't super, super aware of him. And then, you know, in, in 2002, I was like 18. I was an impressionable 18-year-old, let me just tell you. Uh, thinking like, oh, all, all right, a, a superhero. And I saw that and I was like, oh, I hate him and I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> and then I watched the other two of, of his terrible era. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I watched, um, you know, whatever the one was in the middle. And then I watched the first one with... The Andrew Garfield one. Yes, I... That just didn't even register. Those are the best forgettable movies in yeah. ever. They yeah, it just it was that and lot. that and then and then the, not the one not Homecoming but the one before Homecoming with the new guy who's Spider Man now. No, that that was Homecoming. Yeah, was the, that was, was the Homecoming. Okay, sorry. I, I know there was another yeah. one this summer. So the one that was like yeah. two yeah, it was years far ago. Far from home. Far from home. Wait. And I was like, that's okay, but like the character's just <sighs> not doing much for me. And so like I I've always associated him with like being kind of a, 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 sorry, but, like, kind of a boring white dude who just sort of stumbles into awesome things. Oh, oh yeah. And, like, it's I know that Miles Morales is actually awesome and cool and that I will enjoy yes. uh, Into the into the Spider-Verse. So I need to just do that and then this, like it better. <laughs> the fun thing about Spider-Verse, and I don't want to uh, spoil it, uh, but the fun thing about Spider-Verse is that it takes all of those things that you just said about Peter Parker, which yeah. are all true, and then kind of turns them on their head. And oh. I all, this is yes. all another thought of mine, is that the the version of Peter Parker that you follow in Spider-Verse is like legitimately one of the best flavors of Peter Parker. Yes. Awesome. Because the reasons that Peter is Peter are not the reasons that you think that they are. Um, and like as that version of Peter is built out, you are like, oh cool like this is cool like legitimately cool and good all right i don't think this is a huge spoiler to say but it's basically like so when that when that spider-man playstation 4 game came out recently it was like one of the big selling points of that game with the with the storytelling in it with they were saying like say hey he's been spider-man for eight years at this point we're not redoing the origin story this is a kind of this is a confident spider-man he's got different kinds of issues than the ones you are used to seeing on the big screen a lot of the time for example he loves cops for example he does (laughs) love cops uh 
uh, in, in the weirdest fucking way, too, because that... Yeah. Remember? Mm, sorry, this is another tangent. Remember in that game where J. Jonah Jameson uh-huh. is presented as an Alex Jones right-wing conspiracy theorist, yes. but also, yes. for some reason, hates cops? He's a right-wing conspiracy theorist in every uh-huh. way, except for the fact where he's like, cops are bad because Spider-Man likes yeah. cops? What the fucking fuck? It's really fuck? weird. It's, the game is wow. so strange in some places. It's a great game, but... It's a very good video game, it, but it's really weird. It's got some really weird stuff in it. Uh, that also, that character, wild. that cop lady from the com- is is in the comics too, and she's like, mm. anyway, um, <laughs> she does some shit in the DLC. <laughs> oh, I haven't played the DLC, really. Oh, okay. So this is, I mean, kind of major spoilers for the DLC. So at the end of at, for for the whole game, man, we are like multiple layers <laughs> in this fucking game. We'll get back. We'll get back we'll to get, the spider. We'll get back. Okay, so at the end of at the end of Spider Man, so towards the end of Spider Man, the sinister sticks, sinister sticks, the sinister sticks breaks out of um, the fucking the island prison yeah, or whatever the raft. The raft. Yeah. They break out of the raft and then they wreak havoc on New York City, and then you put all of them back in prison. But you don't get every single person that got out of the raft. So in the DLC, there's one DLC where you are like, there's it goes New York goes quiet for a bit. Uh, as the villain in that DLC kind of like builds up their forces and then like kind of goes out. The the cop, the main cop in Spider-Man the video game just does just do like an extra judicial uh police violence mm-hmm. at one of at one of the main enemies and oh then boy. she's like what the fuck did I do? And then the whole thing, the whole DLC basically is you trying to break down like you working through this act of police violence while there is also like a paramilitary corporation that has come in to replace NYPD. Right. I, so Whoa. does, does it actually like, well, but, but does that, is that them almost kind of like saying like, okay, the oh, cops- no, it doesn't say anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bummer. It doesn't say anything, okay. but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like a, she's like a, cause there's some like, there's definitely some like, anti-villain, anti-hero kind of, like, authoritarian overtones to her in the comics, too. She becomes, like, a vigilante that is, like, more violent than than, than a Spider-Man would be okay with. Like, let, let me say that like he has to kind of, like, come to come to blows with her at points uh, when she becomes mm-hmm. Wraith in the comics. Um, so I was wondering if maybe they did anything with that, but it sounds like no. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. They, 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 no. Uh, maybe I can skip that. Um, <laughs> yeah. To, to step one further back, I think Steven was trying to tie tying the video game and and into the spider-verse together yes. um that yeah that was basically just to kick you back off yeah totally uh so Love in it. that game it's it like they're, they're one of their big pitches was that spider-man has been doing this for like eight years he's got different problems than you would expect from a like movie spider-man like a like a uh, modern one in spider-man homecoming and so sort of thing in into the spider-verse the peter Ver- the version of peter parker that you follow in that movie has been uh spider-man for 22 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh the things that they do with that core conceit of like what would you be like if you had been spider-man for 22 years uh and dealing with spider-man type problems for 22 years is incredibly good it's and it's very good they they create a contrast with a different character uh that i can't let that movie that entire movie is just creating contrast because it's all different versions of spider-man from different universes and stuff um and like the way that they they play around with those contrasts is so good um god what a what a what a movie just what a good movie what a good fucking movie i was just reminded last night of that that is mm, one of the best movies i've seen in a long long time uh, yeah. yeah anyway 
do we want to move on to some news real quick and kind of yeah what's the let's 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 quickly hit that news because i gotta mod this chat right uh i mean we already already, yeah right uh yeah uh we already talked about disney plus for the most part um so that's probably easy to say sonic is fixed now yeah they fixed they him. fixed sonic they neutered him he can never procreate again <laughs> his spawn will never no. infest the planet like horses it is wild how so so very quick recap of this story they released a trailer over the summer for the sonic the hedgehog movie which was supposed to come out last week um and then sonic looked like a weird cat with human teeth yes um, and everyone did hate it. So the folks over at Paramount went back to the drawing board, um, which is how you do a computer animated <laughs> film. And then they redid Sonic. And in the process of that, I found out like a, like an hour and a half ago that they got Tyler Hess, yes. who is the, was the like, he, they used to have a, um, like a web comic about Sonic in the mid 2000s. Uh, and then they basically went on from that to doing the animation that happens at the beginning of Sonic Mania, which is tremendous. Um, and then there are a bunch of shorts in that same style. So I guess Paramount reached out and then they collaborated and then came out with new Sonic, which looks very good. Very yeah. boring. It's just <laughs> Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Um, but it looks good. You know, you, you say that, and I think a lot of, I think that's definitely been, if Merritt was here, I think that would definitely be her take on it, too. I do think there's some, like, really, you know, there's something about making a Sonic that just looks like the Sonic that you want from the, those comics that, or from the, from those games, uh, and comics, I guess, in 3D form, and just earnestly making that look good, that kind of speaks to the spirit of Sonic fans, of just, like, no, just being very earnest about it. And this movie also just feels like it's just being very earnest in a way that I'm kind of behind. Like, I... Me too. I kind of want to see this. Uh, I, I think that they've gotten the tone of Sonic down, which is to say that he's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like, and like in a fun, in a fun and in kind of endearing way. Yes. He's kind of annoying. And like, I'm really on board with that. He's like a hyperactive weird child that James Marsden has to yeah. deal with the whole time. Like there's that scene in the, in the trailer where they're like driving past the world's largest rubber band ball. And he's like, we got to go stop mm-hmm. and see it. They're like, we don't, we don't have time for this. And he like sprints out, comes back. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It was boring. Uh, and, <laughs> and he's uh, like, got like a, a ping pong. What do you call those things? Those, those paddles with the ball with the, yeah, the paddle, ball paddle ball thing. And he just goes like, right in James Marsden's face for like a good five straight seconds. Sorry, Daniel. I was just saying that is cute. That is cute. I, I'm concerned about the labor portion of this. And right. Oh yeah, that's, those the, poor that's animators. the other part of this. Uh, yeah. I've not, yeah, I've not Go heard ahead. anything. The, um, yeah, the amount of work that had to have been done to get this because this movie comes out in February to get the turnaround. Basically, really, the span is three months because the movie was supposed to come out this month. Right. And if you just assume that they lock picture in like the end of January for a Valentine's Day release, like that is not enough time yeah. like that is ridiculous um and, and, to and, ask them to do what it looks like they've done here it, it, it's hard for yeah. me to say without like having heard anything specific from animators i do remember when they first announced the delay of the movie or whatever like they were sp- they were explicitly talking about like hey i think i think the joke that they made was like no animators were 
hurt in the making of this, uh, you know, of yeah. these changes or whatever, you know, like at the time. So they, it wasn't like they were like trying to sweep that under the rug and pretend that like nothing was happening and nobody was talking about this. So like that gives me some hope that like if this was happening, it was you know being done in an ethical way or something like that. I don't and and you know like uh, what what was his name? Tyler Hess? Did you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, like bringing him on and stuff like that. Like that guy seemed pretty jazzed about it and seems like maybe a, a good dude. And I was gonna say like you know even things about like swooping back to like the kind of the earnestness of the thing and like what the, the quote unquote boringness of the design. There's like some fun stuff in there too that like doesn't feel like it was just like made in a you know in a sweatshop. Like things that are like yeah. very smart little choices. Like yeah. the thing that really stuck out to me when people pointed this out was like. Sonic, in most cartoon versions of him, has that weird double eye thing where he's got one giant eyeball that is actually two eyeballs, but it's just connected in the middle. Mm -hmm. People pointed out that he's got, like, a white tuft of fur between his eyes now This that creates the effect of having the double eyeball without actually making right. him have one big, horrible, cyclopean mass. <laughs> uh, you know, little things like that like feel like maybe a work of passion, which, you know... Passion can absolutely be used against people to make them perform uh, horrific uh, acts of labor uh, that they shouldn't be doing and whatnot. So, like, that's not necessarily to let them off the hook. But I, I want to hope, at least, that like you know this was done in a in a good way. And and until I hear otherwise, at least I'm gonna, I'm just gonna maybe just tell myself that I don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe that's me being naive. I I so badly want. Um... The, uh, to read a book about the production of this fucking movie. Yes. So badly. Like, I, it's all I want at this point. Like, I don't even need to see... I mean, I would like to see this. I'm not going to go all Snyder cut uh, <laughs> about this movie. Um, as, as wonderful as it would be if they just put... Remember, was it... <clears throat> was it one of the X-Men movies what had Deadpool in it? where they, like, put out the wrong version of the movie at some point, and the oh. CG wasn't done. Ooh, I don't know. Do the, remember the, I mean, the, uh, the X-Men Origins Wolverine had a weird, fucked-up Ryan Reynolds Deadpool at the end that was nothing like like Deadpool. It was Deadpool, but yeah. his mouth was sewn shut, and he shot yeah. laser eyes because they had yep. um, mm -hmm. he had Cyclops powers. It was very bad, and everybody hated it. Uh, maybe it was that one? Yeah, there, yeah, there's a version of that that I'm pretty sure is on YouTube that is not done. Wow. Like, it's just not finished. Um, <laughs> and it got out for public consumption in a way that is wild, just wild. And I want that version of the movie to exist. Yes. A, and I just want to read about, like, I want to read about the meeting where they were like, people are mad. I They're think, so mad. I think it was his claws, too. Because I remember this yeah. very distinctly. Like, Wolverine cuts through a sink by accident mm -hmm. at some point oh. during that movie. And, like, yeah. it really does look like like Halloween costume. Yeah, like, uh, no, really. It, uh, the version I saw of that movie, the CG in that movie, even if it was completed at the time, looked bad. I remember, yeah. like, that being a, a key part of that movie. Yeah, that sink scene is god-awful. <laughs> um, it's not even a bad scene. It's just, like ruined by how shitty yeah. like the claw effect was yeah they yeah. they look like like photoshopped on like foam rubber claws that you would buy yeah. from a walmart yeah it's bizarre <laughs> uh the, yeah but even before the like even before you get into the stuff about like um the oh cg stuff this is also the movie oh boy uh i was before we get to that Mickey has given is, us a gift a clip oh my god a goodness. bad deadpool 
Oh wow, and he's still got the wires uh, holding him on the lasers. building. Oh, oh God. that's amazing. <gasps> the The description for this YouTube video is great, too. It's just, do not watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, for sure. Please do not. Oh, my goodness gracious. This poor oh. Ryan Reynolds. That is Ryan Reynolds. It, it really is. That is that's Ryan him. Reynolds. And then at the end of the credits, of course, in uh, the second Deadpool movie, which I actually love and think is a joy to behold, he goes oh, back yeah. in time and, and erases that version of Deadpool from happening oh, in a cute good. joke on on those those goofy filmmakers. Yeah, I yeah I, on this on this Disney film. On yep, this X-Men he's a Disney a Disney prince. Yeah, yeah, you true. know that's how it works. Deadpool, the Disney prince, Canadian prince. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say one last thing about the Sonic thing. Even before you get into the CG stuff, this is also remember the movie that got Jim Carrey back into comedic acting. This is the, <laughs> what, what was the pitch that got him to be like, no, this is the one. This is the one where I, I bring back the old Trump card. This is the one where I bring that mask energy. You know, yeah, that mask, that mask energy. You know, that smoking power. <laughs> oh boy, I like that movie. He does so many murders in that movie. He kills a lot of people. Yeah. That, so that cop, that movie is. Oh god, this is another fucking tangent. That movie is based on a comic, right? Uh, based and on, he does a lot of murders in that. And the comic is like way more violent. Yeah, the comic is like <laughs> him just like that. The whole conceit of the comic is like, what if someone had Bugs Bunny powers in real life and just did Bugs Bunny things to people that could not bounce back from Bugs Bunny violence? Yeah, that's that's that, very good. That's that whole comic. Um. I'm going to get you out of here so we can get past this. Google Stadia announced its uh, launch line. <laughs> yeah, there's ten Tomb Raiders. Yeah. Ten, Raiders. <laughs> ten and a half. Uh, it, I'm just going to read the list real quick. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, The Collection, which, for the record, uh, the servers do not play with other people on Destiny uh, 2 on PC. You only play with other Google Stadia people, so good. Guilt, which is, I think, the new game that they made. It's like a horror game, I think. Uh, Just Dance 2020, something called Kine, which I've never heard of, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Samurai Showdown, the new one, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, and Thumper. That's your... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good list of 12 games that everyone has already played. Right, this is a good yeah. list of games that um, I definitely bought on a Steam sale already, <laughs> like six yeah. months ago, uh, that are unplayed, but I bought them for six ninety nine. So it's just so strange. It's a bizarre look. Hey, that second Tomb Raider game is actually great. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. The second one. I don't think yeah. the other two are great, well, but that Mortal one, Kombat el- real good. Yeah. Destiny 2 is a fantastic game. Mortal Kombat 11 was in a contention for one of our games of the decade for a little while there. But it's just... True, yeah. When you when you look at this through the lens of like just everything else about Google Stadia being what it is, like with them being like... Uh, so what are you going to do about bandwidth caps? Uh, caps? And they're like, we think that, uh, you know, ISPs will definitely relax that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, just kind of like, what about all these problems with your product or whatever? And their response to it always being like, that problem will solve itself. And we're not doing anything about it. <laughs> you know, Let me we- just uh, give you one, one tiny tidbit here of Google Stadia and how good it is. US yeah. Gamer just tweeted, just now, Grid... As in the uh, racing game Grid. Grid's huge mm-hmm. 40 car mode is apparently only possible on Google Stadia. Wow. So that's okay. why you buy a Google Stadia. To do the 40 car Microsoft mode in Microsoft told Grid. me 
And Microsoft told me that the vapor chamber inside of the Xbox One X would allow me to do anything. And now here they're telling me. I can't believe they lied. Can't yeah. believe. They the vapor lie. chamber conspiracy. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. There's not really a lot to say about that. It's just a very uninspiring launch list. In uh, it's just it's just noteworthy by virtue of the fact I feel like that like everything about the Google Stadia launch leading up to it has been like a complete disaster of messaging, uh, and this feels like just another one another log to put on the fire. Um, finally, on our last bit of news here, we got My Shiranui is not for good girls and boys. According oh. to Sakurai of uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Danielle, did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. Do tell, Nikki. Nikki, have you heard about this? Um, I, John did explain it to me. Okay, um, because I'm three and don't know what <laughs> Final Fight is. So yeah, so you're you're the exact audience of people who uh, saw Terry Bogard was the new Smash character and were like, "What the fuck? He's not a Nintendo." Um, and got yeah. very mad about it. Uh, so Maisha oh. Renui is a character from like from from SNK games. Like she shows up in a lot of stuff. She's like one of the poster girls, along with a Terry Bogard, uh, the Hungry Wolf himself. Uh, she is a very uh, well known character from that kind of whole shared universe. Um, and uh, she is. Let me pull up a picture of Maisha Renui. Like maybe pull up a GIF of Maisha Renui for people so that you can maybe get an idea of what I'm talking about here about why she probably wasn't allowed into the game, according to Sakurai, which a lot of people definitely thought this is like, oh, this is Sakurai shaming people for liking My Shiranui, but it was more of a lot of people pointing out, like, actually, this is probably uh, Sakurai kind of saying, like, I wanted to have her in this game, and Nintendo would not allow this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of her whole... So, yeah, for people who... Uh, people can Google My Shiranui. Uh <laughs> Uh, if you click on that GIF I just put in there, uh, it'll play uh, her thing. But yeah, uh, My Shiranui has like a lot of cleavage and jiggle physics going on. Oh that boy! Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's oh my long... goodness gracious! Oh yeah, every I version clicked, of My Shiranui. I Shiranui's clicked like this. on it, and the GIF is is a jiggling and a jiggling. Yep. Yep, that's her pose. That's her like famous pose in like. She's every like she's slow in. motion twerking, but her boobs are doing their own version of a slow motion twerk. Yes, going on here. Uh, but but overall, like like in the the long history of games, she's usually pretty well liked. I think it was Christine Love pointed out that um, she was the among like uh, Japanese uh, fans were polled a long time ago, and among female gamers in Japan, she's like the number one most popular game. And Christine Love had a very good tweet that saying that my Shiranui is for good girls. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was basically yeah. just kind of the big reveal here is like, wait, why is the like one of the biggest characters from uh snk games not coming in with uh terry bogard like a lot of these other dlc characters have had and sakurai made a kind of a knowing tweet um saying that like uh yeah my shiranui is or no that super smash brothers ultimate is for good girls and boys i see i see um, not for the like, edge not for the cool people who enjoy a good you know slow motion twerk jiggle which I do, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm you not know knocking it. I'm saying good, good for her. Exactly, and I think that you know? was what there was. There was some a little bit of outcry of, of people, yeah, being like, uh, "Well, Sakurai is, is, you know, like, you know, talking shit about people." And it's like, no, he is definitely winking at the camera on this one. Yeah. Um, he 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 had some conversations with Nintendo executives <laughs> that were like, <laughs> "No, yeah." Uh, that's it for our news segment, Nikki. Do you can you answer one uh, email with us, or do you want to bounce? 
Um, I can I can very quickly hit this email. All right. Well, we have a piece of listener mail this week. It is uh, we had a pod that yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me try that again. Uh, we had a piece of listener mail this week. Uh, the email address that you can go to is podcast at fanbyte.com if you want to hear anything about that in the future. Uh, if you want to send us questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, that's the place to do it. We all see the messages. We have a message here from Justin from Minnesota. Uh, it says, hope you all are keeping warm these days over in, fan- in podcast land. Even we gamers got a bundle up for the cold months. So lately I've been jealous of the young folks. Maybe, Danielle, you can, uh, you know associate with this you know yes. you, can, you can relate uh, grandma it, always does associate <laughs> with those feelings uh it feels like there's a way more lgbtq representation in media than when i was a kid it can be much better of course looking at you disney but it's cool to see gen z being brought up with more queer friendly shows like steven universe and sailor moon crystal on that note it feels like video games are still playing catch-up mostly in triple in the triple a space fortunately this year has had a number of solid queer characters as a gay ace guy myself it's wild how this year has seen not one but two asexual video game characters ray and eliza and parvati in the outer worlds also arguably v in devil may cry 5 but that's just my headcanon again it's not enough but i appreciate the inclusion all the same so are there any lgbtqa plus characters in video games that stand out to you or are there any queer friendly games that are among your favorites i'd love to hear your thoughts appreciate all the folks at fanboy too it means a lot thanks for your service comrades well i do think there are more uh, oh sorry go ahead go ahead Nikki. oh no no you no you extremely go ahead i was just gonna say i, I do think there are more uh, queer characters in games, but they might not be in the biggest games all the time outside of The Last of Us, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That may be one of the sort of few, like, canonically queer uh, characters. Arcane's games, honestly, like, the last few games that Arcane has made has made a queer woman of color protagonist in both uh, uh, Dishonored 2, if you play as uh, Emily. Oh, sorry, sorry. Prey. Jesus, what am I doing? Prey, and then uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Uh, definitely does. Uh, so right. yeah, like it, it is sort of something I get very excited about personally whenever I see queer characters in big games. And then in smaller games, I do think there have been uh, quite a few pretty rad uh, examples of representation all over the place, kind of. Uh, more recently, uh, you can play as a queer person or an ace person in Eliza. Uh, really cool, the really cool Zachtronics uh, visual novel. I don't want to spoil it. You can just make all kinds of decisions in that game, but I like that there is that sort of representation. And there are characters who uh, kind of uh, are of both queer and ace. Uh, and uh, possibly uh, other characters who are, are queer but not ace, basically, which is cool. And yeah. also, uh, just generally, there are a lot of really cool queer people making games now, uh, and in you know a little bit louder and prouder type of thing. Like Christine Love has always made uh, queer games, games with queer characters, uh, and those are always extremely fun and extremely Lady good Killer to look Bond. at. Lady Killer and Bond is a good example, uh, of course, and she's working now on oh god. Now I'm going to blank completely on the name of this game uh, that I've played multiple times and think is very cool. It's sort of like a queer road trip. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Get in the Car Loser or something, something, yes, something, something. which has a non-binary lead character and queer characters and all sorts of good stuff. So, yeah, I, I do think we're both seeing not just, you know, the sort of, like, gay or lesbian type of deal. Like, you are seeing all sorts of flavors of the rainbow uh, out and proud and more games, but it does it does tend to be in the indie space or the sort of AAA indie, the prestige indie. That absolutely is the case. So right. 
could always use more. Uh, but I do get excited. I still get excited all the time because I grew up playing games and being the gayest person who's ever lived and uh, <laughs> not really seeing much of that in games. So I still get excited, even in my very advanced age. How about you, Nikki? I've got nothing compared to the answer Danielle just I'm gave. sorry. <laughs> it was nothing. for both. No, it was very good. I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, the really easy pull here is... Um, Bioware games, uh, which sure, sure, uh, probably not my favorite, honestly, because uh, so often with Bioware games, it's basically just kind of like leaving that stuff open to interpretation, which I don't think necessarily deserves as much credit as we give them. Um, in a lot of cases, where it's just like if you can play through an entire game without a character, I actually think Dragon Quest Inquisition does a really good job of this because. There are, you know, so often times in games where that are uh, driven by choice, a lot of the times those characters can be, you would never know that they are gay or queer or whatever, or they can, you know, you could date them because they're, they're bi, and the fact that they are bi never really is a thing that is ever said, you know, out loud. You know, if a character yeah. is gay in, in video games, oftentimes it is a large part of that character's identity and it gets brought up in different yeah. ways or whatever. But if a character is bi, it is just kind of this weirdly silent thing that nobody talks about that being a part of their identity. You can either just choose to have it happen or not have it happen. And it's just, I've never really stuck with that. I uh, actually think yeah. Butterfly Soup. Oh, sorry, Daniel. Oh, just I'm just agreeing. All oh, the way. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Butterfly Soup uh, is a game that uh, came up in our Game of the Decade conversations a lot. It actually does a, is one of the games that I can think of that... Um, you, like has a character that is explicitly bisexual comes out and like, like talks about it and makes it a part of their character and their humor and stuff like that yeah. um butterfly soup is a fantastic fucking game that is free if you want to play it it's like a pay what you want so if anybody is out there and has not heard of that game definitely go check out itch for that um looking over some other lists weirdly enough like you know I don't think Death Stranding will do anything interesting with this whatsoever, but Metal Gear has, like, a lot of queer characters in it. Yeah. Uh, both villains and heroes, which is kind of another interesting thing, because so often, especially, again, with bisexual characters, uh, bisexuality is often used as a kind of, like, uh, what is it? There's, an, there's a... Spicy and it. evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a way to spice up an evil character and make them seem even more <laughs> depraved, because, like, oh, yep. you know, and such. The depraved bisexual, that's literally the name of the trope. Yep. Um <laughs> You know, and which in which case you there are characters in Metal Gear that are like that. Colonel Vulgan in uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, the main villain of that game, is is that um, he's like a masochistic bisexual um, Russian general dude. But then also Doctor Strangelove and the Boss are characters that um, are both queer in that universe. Uh, Big Boss himself, like you know, Naked Snake, uh, Kazuhira Miller, like it is like. Uh, romance is never a, char uh, uh, a thing that really comes up for ca those characters ever. If anything, you could probably make an argument that Solid Snake is maybe Ace. Um, and I think people have made that argument, but um, in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, there's a whole uh, goofy gag about this bo box called the Love Box that if you get into it with a female character in that game, it is very, like, it shakes around and hearts come out of it. Um, and it's very, like, basically a way to have sex with characters. And there's a whole mission in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker where you can also do that with uh, Big Boss's best friend. Um, it's it's played kind of goofy, but again, that's also a that that franchise has a wide plurality of characters that are queer and presented either you know in you know as comic relief or as very serious or as bad guys or as good guys. Um, doesn't always stick the landing necessarily, but like just by having a lot of this is actually something that uh, Christine Love once said to me in an interview. It's basically like if you have a bunch of characters that are all these 
different things, you can have some of them be shitty and it because they don't represent all of queerness. Yeah. You know, like the exactly. boy Yeah. And, and the boy in uh in Lady Killer in a Bind is a is a piece of trash. <laughs> like that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like because he is just one representative of a bunch of queer characters in that universe, um he, he he can be trash and and you can have you know be allowed to do that uh other than that uh Catherine Catherine is a game that like the original release of that game was very bad about this but the the re-release that they made um is uh, like retranslated and relocalized and and rewritten and stuff in a way that uh, does a lot of that and I actually think actually come to think of it yakuza is a game that like doesn't put a lot of it's sexuality and sex and sexuality doesn't actually play like a huge role in those games at all um kiryu the kind of central character of those games very rarely expresses any kind of like romantic interest in any characters except in one game which is and it's kind of weird and never addressed again um but there are a lot of instances in those games where like there are whole like you know there's a whole kind of mini game in that in one of those in all those games where you can basically like go on dates with hostess hostesses from hostess clubs and there's like a whole side quest in one of them uh where basically one of the hostesses you are going out with reveals that she is gay and like that whole universe is just like big giant gay supportive dad simulator where it's like Kiryu yeah. just beats up people who don't let people live the way they want to live uh, and like teaches them lessons what's that oh I'm just saying aw yeah it. yeah yeah like I love those games because of how supportive they are of basically everything and those the the people who make those games have come out and said that like because because the Yakuza games have had trans characters in the past but they played them as jokes they have made. They have since made remakes of uh, Yakuza three, four, and five that rewrite and retranslate those uh, things so that they are not played for laughs anymore. And the developers have come out and said, like, yes, when we release these games in the West, and the West, and like a lot of Western players, um, you know, a new audience for these games kind of like came to us with new. Uh, points and the, the translation team came to us with like things that were saying like hey yeah etc 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 it made us realize that what we were doing was shitty so we went back and rewrote those those scenes and those lines and those characters to be different and you know to be more inclusive and be more supportive instead uh yeah. and that, that was a choice that we made based on feedback that we appreciated and stuff like that you know it's very good nice. and and uh also published by sega you know catherine the the remake of catherine does pretty well at that same thing too of of uh rewriting a lot of those lines in a way because it is a game that definitely deals with the you know there's one of the major characters in that game is a trans woman named erica and the rewrite yeah. the rewritten version of her is a lot better than she was in the original playstation 3 release and there's a whole set like there's a whole route in that game now where you can basically reveal that vincent is bisexual and he just you know and it's not played for laughs and stuff like that so nice uh, that's my big long meandering answer to that one i think that'll be all for this week's fan with Unless anybody else has anything else they need to say. <laughs> we did it. We did we it. We did it. My voice is dying. <laughs> I am going we to... We fan with <laughs> My voice is very sick. <laughs> <laughs> it needs its medicine. Uh, well, you should rest it up because t- in like 12 hours. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to uh, Fan With, the Fan By podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes. It really does help. Uh, you know, I don't like to for- pressure people or force them into saying that we could be a five-star podcast. If you you 
rate us the way that you want to rate us. You know, that's what by I say. By giving us five stars. By gi- yeah, by giving us five stars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that, that, and you know what? I was just talking about like letting people live the way they want to live. I'm not going to stop Nikki or Danielle from saying that you should give us five that's stars. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other stars are only there so you can get up to five. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, if you so, like to climb the ladder like that, that's fine. Just make sure you end up on five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. You know, think about it as, you know, are you a five-star rating kind of person? Are you the kind of yeah. person who gives out five stars? And ask yourself that question. Or are you a cop? <laughs> or are you a cop? <laughs> I'm not going to say you have to give us five stars. I am just saying that if you don't, you are a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also uh, follow us at Fanbyte Media on Twitter or go to fanbyte.com to read all of our incredibly well-written stuff or go to twitch.tv slash fanbyte to watch shows like Tuesday Night Nightfall with Merit or Late Lunch with Nikki and John. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Stephen Strum. You can also follow Nikki on Twitter. Uh, at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. You can follow Danielle on Twitter. At Danielle R.I. And I think that's everything. Thank you all for sticking with me this long. Nikki, I'm sorry that we kept you for uh, so so long into no, the stream. Uh, Danielle? It's fine. No, John John says that we're going to build two PCs on late lunch. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm going to hold him to that. Oh, nice. Right. Um, and then we're going to keep them is the other part of oh, it. Oh, okay. Which I also am a huge fan of that idea. You send one to Danielle. It's, on, it's in the Twitch chat, so it has to be true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, all right. Well, keep an eye out for that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for being here. I uh, love you. <laughs> Bye. Love you too, Stephen. Bye. Illy. I'm trying to think. I don't have a good thing to say at the end anymore because I think the thanks uh, for the knowledge is merits. Yeah, and you've got um, be good and be good at it. Yes. Maybe just uh, maybe I love you is just fine. I, I think do. I love you is very yeah. nice. I love you is good. Right. I love you. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>